Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back. We have one of my favorite guests and great longtime friends. Who are Leanne. your other favorite guests? Let's put that all out there right now. Uh, uh, I love all of our guests. Yeah, good call. But <laughs> Leanne and I just go back so far that I just I'm always excited to have her back. Leanne, the the co-host from our most popular episode. Yeah, Toy oh, Story. Toy Story. Oh my gosh. And Tangled. Tangled, very good, but Toy Story has the best numbers. It beat out Little Mermaid, so wow. congrats. Big oh, you, wow. Leanne, you beat out Jeremy. Oh, my goodness. No way. <laughs> high praise, guy, high praise. <laughs> yeah. But thank He's you for star. coming back. Um, oh, well, uh, happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we are doing Moana today, 2016's mm-hmm. Moana. I don't have my notes out. Okay, well, I'll start. <laughs> but uh, I, well, well, I do have one thing I want to say before we start. Okay. And that's, I am going to go ahead and, I mean, I don't want to speak for Leanne because maybe she'll nail all the pronunciations, but we're talking about Moana, which has, it's it's a lot of uh, Polynesian. Pacif- Pacific Islanders, yeah. Polynesian uh, um, pronunciations of names. So I am going to go ahead and put, apologize. I looked up a bunch of them. That was yesterday. I may have forgotten them. I've written some of and them. And listeners know I mispronounce everything, yes. so I'm going to do my best. But so if oh, yeah. I highly I recommend... I won't be able to either. Okay, yeah. I just... No. Any, it's... it's it's. We're going to do our best, guys, here. Have mm-hmm. Just just help us out here. 2016, top three movies of that year. Captain America Civil War at number one. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story at number two. And Finding Dory at number three. And just coming in at number four right under that is Zootopia. Mm. Moana did not make the top ten this year, although it's a very high, made a ton of money. Yeah. I think it's because and it came out the end of the year, maybe. And it also came out the same year as Zootopia. So I feel I like didn't it, realize they that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, but... They were really competing against each other in the Oscars as well. Zootopia mm-hmm. won for best um, animated film. Moana was nominated, uh. but Zootopia won. And uh, Moana was also nominated for How Far I'll Go for the original song. But La La Land won, which I still have not oh. seen. Uh, but City of Stars okay. was the song from that. So that's what wound up winning for the song. But I didn't realize that they came out at the same time. And I have a fact here somewhere. I may or may not have written it down, but this is the first time in a long time that they had two movies come out in the same year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time they did that, but it had been a, a little while for them wow. to do that. Now, yeah. Leanne, this is your third in the in the Leanne quadrology of <laughs> Disney films. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, why did you want to come back for Moana? Well, Moana has definitely held a really like special spot in my heart. I think I think a large part was just the representation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, my my family uh, is Filipino and I mean, we're not it, I grew up going through the whole like, are we Asian? Are we Pacific Islander? And that cat 
you know, whenever you do like standardized tests, check boxes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you no, know, right. Like it's just <laughs> what like, do it's I so check? Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I check for ethnicity? Um, but I mean, I mean, you're asking two people that are pretty like that are, that we've check been white. checking the same box for a long time. But <laughs> checking go ahead. the same box you're that's like, always like, there. Right? Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't relate to this question. I mean, at I, all. Un- I definitely understand what you're saying, but I, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I think there's like a lot of identity crisis with um, being Filipino in general. Um, but uh, I think what's kind of cool about all of it is just that, um, like, the Philippines is a huge melting pot. So it's a mixture of Asian and Pacific Islander and all different kinds in between. Um, so there were different, like, aspects of Moana that I thought were really cool that they represented, even though I, I am not, I don't know much about Polynesian culture. I am not a, like, you know, I, I don't really know much about Ace- oceanic um, culture. But, uh, you know, like, it's pretty cool to see people doing their due diligence and doing their research. Like Mm -hmm. I heard that uh, Ron and John, the directors of the movie, um, they did, they had an oceanic trust Mm -hmm. where like they really researched Polynesian culture and just all the islands in between, like, uh, you know, uh, all the Pacific islands. So I thought it was really neat. And um, my younger sister, Larissa, she lives in Hawaii. So Mm. it's also kind of cool. Like I didn't know much about Hawaii until I lived out here in Seattle. Um, because Hawaii is kind of like the Florida to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when the weather gets For pretty Seattle. bad here. What does that mean? Like everyone, like snowbirds. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, like everybody okay. goes to Florida from New Jersey because it's like a quick flight. I, and like, it's... Hawaii is like the Florida for New Jersey. And like both of you were like, yes. And I was like, hmm. Because Hawaii to <laughs> oh, Seattle. Like, Hawaii is, to yeah, Seattle. Now I get yeah, it. Yeah, now yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know what, the, what is Florida to New Jersey? Like, what do you mean? I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like uh, we would go to Hawaii whenever like the weather was like pretty drizzly in the winter months. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of neat to see um, all the little like nods they've done to Pacific Island culture mm-hmm. and, you know, not completely being, uh, you know, related to it it's it's just neat to see that sort of representation yeah so, um, yeah the majority of what I, I have is comes from a uh, documentary called voice of the islands which is a lot about the oceanic story trust it's on youtube and i'm going to post it and and I, we'll get a lot of information here but it's just it's a fascinating look and i'll dive into that more tara has her hand out like she wants to jump into well, something real quick i wanted to know if you wanted to talk about like your connection with Moana or my connection with Moana. Oh, which I would I know. like to hear your connection with Moana because I, you so love Moana. I watched it. So we didn't see it when it came out for whatever reason. We didn't see it. And we were told like, you need to see it. You need to see it. I first watched it with Kelly. So Jeremy's sister. I mean, these are all my OG New Jersey mm-hmm. peeps, uh, but she with her kids and I like sobbed and I loved it. And they were like, oh my God, you've never seen it. You need to see it. And I saw it and I kind of felt bad seeing it without you. Cause I was like, but watched it with them. And then I just became obsessed. Like the water even, and now I've seen it many times, but like the waters look so real. The hair looks so real. Like it is just insane how realistic everything is. It's, and I am just obsessed with it for so many reasons. Also like it's the your ocean. two favorite things in animated yes water and hair the water and hair and this movie does water and hair amazingly and the ocean calls to her and i feel like the ocean calls to me i was gonna say i so i rewatched it last uh yesterday and i was just thinking about this i was like tara will 
totally relate just because we grew up by the ocean. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's just, <laughs> we're so connected to the ocean because very of much so. Yeah. And uh, being out here in Texas, I feel it even more so because I'm not as close to it. So it's like that calling is getting a little louder these days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But do you, you, we then saw it together. Eventually it was like, you need to watch this. I don't remember. And I, then we watched I, I it together. Think this was one of the last Disney movies we watched before we went, we should start watching these for a podcast. Yeah, I think so. I think this was like last on the list of like, we uh, let's just watch it to watch it. And mm-hmm. now it's like, well, we pick up things and we, we you know, it, it I, I, I still absolutely enjoy doing this podcast and I don't think it this this idea monopolizes doing the podcast but some like strange world we're like well we need to watch that for the podcast you know like we'll start figuring out when's it come on Disney plus like it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's like a it comes out and we make the decision we have to think about this and I think this is the last one where we just went, well let's just watch a Disney movie a new Disney movie to watch a new Disney movie that we haven't seen or one um, of us hasn't seen yeah so listeners real quick and this may be kind of how we do things on the podcast from here on out, but we're I'm not even going to try and play like what we did on Zootopia. <laughs> we have watched this. We watched this before. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the Zootopia ep- episode, I very poorly try to maintain the illusion that we are going to watch it. And we haven't seen it. <laughs> we watched it right before we started this. Um, and I, I'll go into this more. I liked it better this second time. I don't know. I don't know that I didn't like it the first time, but it kind of like Zootopia. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And I think now having done this history of animation mm-hmm. and also really going into these things with like, well, let me look up facts and let me take a deep dive before I go into this stuff. Like I have this better appreciation for it. And I think a big thing about that appreciation, and I'll go into this just real quick, is yeah. one thing from the documentary. Um, one of the people on the uh Oceanic uh, Story Trust was a man named Papa Mape. Now, that wasn't his real name. His real name is... You know what? His real name is hard to pronounce. Um, but uh, I, like, it's the hardest thing on here. So I, it, it'll be... A, I'll put it up. Um, it's Y... I'll, 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 okay. It's Y-V-E-S. So that's his first name. Any ideas, anybody? I'm, I'm not going to try because okay. I know I'm terrible at pronouncing his, things. His last name is... is T-E-H-I-H-O-T-A-A-T-A. He was a uh, Maori uh, fisherman, an elder, um, and he was one of the people. He had a quote that during the documentary they talk a lot, but it was like kind of a guiding star for kind of this idea. And it, I, I think it brought Ron Musker and John Clement closer to like, well, let's really like give this the due diligence it needs. Uh, he said, for years we've been swallowed by your culture. Uh, meaning American culture. One time, can you be swallowed by our culture? And I th- and it became this thing they talked yeah. about a lot. I love that they did their due diligence because we always talk about you know they go on vacation a couple weeks and they like you know go to Africa, study lions, or they bring yes. lions into right. the studio or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. then we right. talked about Pocahontas too, and go oh, listen gosh. to that episode because they do yeah. go to Jamestown and then they talk to people who were like native to that area before there were settlers there and Mm -hmm. things like that. But it doesn't feel like they did what they should have. And it feels very different here. Yes. Um, And it's nice to see that that was recognized in the company Mm -hmm. and that there was also 
an effort made. Right. And I think you can tell that yeah. in the final product too, in like the movie itself. They kept yeah, bringing I, them back. It was over five years they're doing this. They they didn't all only, you know, there's many, many islands out in this this area. It's not just like, oh, we're going to go to Hawaii because we've got well, and I read it was, Disney resort out there. Yeah, but and I also read it was through like New Zealand too. Like New they Zealand went, is yeah. considered one of these. Yeah, and that's something yeah. I wanted to bring up. I actually took a class when I was in Australia that covered some of, we had one of our teachers was a, a Pacific Islander and he came in and taught us some of the culture mm. dealing with kind of, the, he was Maori, I believe, and uh, dealing with New Zealand. Now, it's interesting because places like New Zealand and Easter Island have different names in this culture. For example, um, it's it's kind of like, you know, Mount Rainier, they don't call it Mount, like it's got another no. name, the native name. Yeah. Um, and I can find it. Uh, New Zealand is A-O-T-R-T-A-R-O-A, A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A, like um, Easter Island. Where was that? I had that on here somewhere else. I'll find it. Uh, Rapa Nui is what they referred to as Easter Island. It was interesting on this thing because they would say New Zealand and then imprint, or they put the 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 the. the native pacific islander name and then they put like new zealand in it mm. and they, they just did it i thought that was an interesting thing to think about because that's something i often forget um w- what i have always called samoa like everyone in there refer to as more like some samoa samoa oh that's a little bit okay, how they pronounce it um yeah. which i remember i feel that's that's how the rock pronounces it and we'll get to the rock yeah i've got some stuff about <laughs> um, him too i also have i don't know if you want me to say it here I, I, a lot of the hold n- on i feel like Oh, Leanne was sorry. gonna say something before yeah, I jumped. Did you have something you wanted to Oh, I, I was just gonna say, like, um, just adding to what you guys were saying, like it's it's the authenticity, like and feeling yes. that authenticity mm-hmm. in the movie. Bringing Whereas, people to like, the table, yeah. Right, right. And like I like you're about to say, like, about the casting too. Like mm-hmm. the fact they casted um not just like really famous, like not just necessarily like you know, there's there's a usually there tends to be a potential of whitewashing the cast. Yes, yeah. So, I really appreciated who they chose for Moana as the lead. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, they did have the rock, but he also has a background, right? Yes, so he is. Uh, it's really awesome. Like I, I saw like um, a video of him acting out the Hakka too, which was like pretty cool. I have see, a lot like, of stuff about Hakka. I'm, yeah, I'm a big yeah. Hakka fan and I'll go into why, but yeah. Uh, anyway. No, yeah. no, that's great. I love that. And yeah, I, I have a fact here somewhere that pretty much everyone who was cast has they were either full or half or partial connected to this culture in some way, Pacific Island or Polynesian. The one who wasn't is the guy who voices Hey Hey. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, right. Alan Tudyk. It was like the only one who wasn't. Who in the video? But he's they, like the best chicken, so I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. And then it's in so the video, good. they cut to him, yeah. and what's his line in the video? So they did. So the video that they did, I've got it here. They did a whole promotion, and I'm kind of curious if we could find these for a movie. It was a series to promote the movie and it was shorts of behind the scenes video and the hashtag because now we're in hashtag territory was Moana Mondays and so they would do different ones and Alec Tudyk did one where he was recording dialogue which was clucks and box and I mean that's all he does with <laughs> hey hey and then at the end he goes 
I went to Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I had that fact that he was the only one that wasn't of Polynesian descent in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But when you were going back to, you know, the different names, I have a lot of the character names and what the translation is. So I don't know if you want me to share that now. Well, first or... off, what's Moana translate to? Ocean and blue. Isn't and I read that that was both uh, Hawaiian and Maori. So mm-hmm. again, these might not be exactly because you know sometimes facts like this they're generalized sometimes too but real real quick that uh, so I saw oh there's a whole video of someone asking her so it's her in the rock and someone asks him like well how do you pronounce your name she goes oh I you know I've been on this tour and I've heard a lot of people pronounce it like I appreciate you asking how to do it two voices Moana yes because it's A-A-U-L-I apostrophe I and she goes this is how I remember it it's ow like ow I hurt my my arm and then Lee, like Bruce Lee, and then just another E. So Ali E, and then her last name is Cravalho. And it was funny because the rock singer was like, Cravalho? And she goes, yeah. He goes, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> She's like, and she goes, Dewanye is what she calls him. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, they, there's also another name in Asia and most European releases. It's V-A-I-A-N-A. So Viana, maybe? I don't know who is that. Uh, that's the name. It's not Moana. That's oh, that's the name yeah, of the yeah, movie okay, okay. in in other releases, and that means fresh water. Oh, interesting. So, um, and then Hey Hey is chicken in Maori. Uh, Pua the pig is offspring or flower. Mm-hmm. I read uh, Maui is the name of the demigod, so it was based on that, and the second largest Hawaiian island. So mm-hmm. that's. Kind of that. I've been to Maui. Excellent place to visit, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've not been. I know both of you have. Uh, well, Leanne too has been to Alani. She has been to the Disney Resort. I, I have because I've seen pictures. Quite excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moana's dad uh, is Tui. Boba I think. Fett. Oh, Tui. Tui. I think. Uh, it, it's the name of a bird that's native to New Zealand. Tala, the grandma, that is uh, Story in Samoa, mm-hmm. or how how do you say it? Samoan. Samoan. Uh, I think it's more like someone like you're you're doing a very quick O to the A. Got it. We're gonna again. We're gonna Texas and New Jersey these pronunciations. Yeah, up quite we'll a bit, do guys, our best. But we're gonna do. We're we're trying to do our due diligence. Tamatoa is trophies. Oh, in Maori, and then um, Tefiti. What do those mean? Tefiti is shiny or shining. I had. And Teka is the fiery, is, mm. is what I read. And again, uh. I got these, you know, I always preface it with, you know, I looked them up. I think they were accurate. But sometimes I feel like sometimes people, you know, when you look up facts on the Internet, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. But <laughs> but that's what I looked up. And that all seemed uh, pretty, pretty good. I also had I don't know. Do you want to go ahead? Well, I wanted to do a brief history of history. Um, yeah, because I what I thought was interesting is this was you know, kind of based on a little bit of the history of the oceanic people and the idea that in about from 1500 BC to 1000 BC, they migrated from kind of, I think in the video I saw Taiwan area and just went on these boats to these places. And to give you an idea of how ridiculous that is, is like, not ridiculous, but you know what I mean. Like I'm saying ridiculous because someone brought yeah. up the fact that it's like when we went to the moon on like 64 
kilobytes of, of you know it's it's essentially what they were doing they had absolutely nothing you know like the the way that they uh uh did the, the seas they would do things like the the part where he's they've got their hands up was one way they would figure out where to go teaching her to wayfind they yeah. would look for like seabirds like and follow their patterns to be like okay they're heading back to land or they would look to the clouds and if the cloud they saw green on the bottom of the cloud that meant it was reflecting land somewhere and it was like basically go look at a map and how small these islands are and then imagine like it's accurate the boats that they're on in the movie and that sort of thing like that's how they you know they i think of in apollo 13 where it's like you're gonna throw a dart at a dartboard (laughs) a million miles away yeah like that's what it was it's like they're trying to find these and you know this is way before the vikings way before christopher columbus you know christopher columbus had three boats and he couldn't even find india (laughs) that's all i'm saying um but uh he uh but it's so they went from they they did like about half of these islands and then they just stopped migrating for a thousand years a thousand years and then they started again and they're not exactly sure why they're not a culture that had a whole lot of written words so some of that is is lost but i just so that kind of this is the story of perhaps why they started migrating again which i think is interesting that they kind of use that history mm-hmm. to create the story but i wanted to kind of put that out there just so people kind of understood and again I, this is uh, the whole like being swallowed up by this culture is i will say coming out of this i was like i'm very interested in learning more about these people and everything if you play civilization and you start off as this culture, you actually don't start off on land. They start you off in the ocean, and you got to find some place first. I thought that was kind of interesting, but anyway. It was, uh, speaking of, like, um, the the ocean travel and stuff like that, like, when they had their boats, they looked really similar to boats I've seen in the Philippines, too. Mm, yeah. um, they're called banca in the Philippines. Uh, it's just, like, various ones, like, they're like the the tall sails with like they have like the the balance beams on the sides to make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't tip over. Yeah. yeah, and even like Moana's little boat, it's like the same kind of like boat you'd hop on if you wanted to go from island to island because there's like eleven hundred islands or so mm-hmm. um, over there, so you could just kind of go to each one. Like, so it's kind of neat like uh, to see like that sort of uh, permeation like just spread out through you know the Pacific Ocean. It's kind of like cool to see where that ideation of how they travel would go from island to island. Yeah. And then how it, yeah, how it influences the other Islanders and then, yeah, keeps Mm -hmm. going like that. Yeah. It is very, it's very cool. I love how much that, and that might be also why you enjoyed it more this time as well, because also appreciating all the small details, right? Oh, did you send over a link? Yeah. I sent a photo so you could kind of see, it looks very similar like to probably I imagine they research like you know the what the boats for yeah I would these other so. cultures you know oh, and yeah like, yeah they look so similar very and cool. I'm just like oh yeah like and I think that's what it is it's like those little details um because I think I think that's what's really amazing about this it's like a, this living culture right so mm-hmm. you can't really just say oh it's just one place right like mm-hmm. it, it just travels everywhere and especially since it's like I guess like water, very fluid, the culture, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, and I read something too. I don't know if you came across this, but the original story was going to focus on Maui mm-hmm. and the shift, they wanted to shift away from the princess template. 
And I feel like they always try to shift away from it, but then it's very, it can be very successful. So then it's like, yeah. so they try to, they try to explore other things and they go back to it. But why they went back to it here is because once they went to um, Polynesia and like the different islands and, and everything, they became so fascinated with the culture and that's how Moana was born. Mm -hmm. So that's how she was created. She was created out of learning about the culture and learning um, about the people. And then that's when they decided she needed to be the new focus character, which I love because it would have been a very different movie if it was focused (laughs) from his point of view, right? Another thing I thought was interesting that the Oceanic Story Trust, like they showed them very early designs of Maui and he was bald. Mm. And they immediately oh. went, and they all went. Maui has hair. Like they were all of them were like, no, no, no. Maui has <laughs> yeah. hair. Maui has lots of hair. Like they yeah. were like, that's Maui. And they were like, oh, okay. Well, and they're, I'm sure some artists were like, well, that's going to make this more difficult. But like, yeah, apparently <laughs> his hair he was is also really fantastic. Ball because I think from minute one they were like, apparently the Rock was their first choice, and then he said was so into it so quickly they were like, okay, we're good. We got Maui cast. Well, I read that. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, believes uh, voice acting is what? You just said that like, I didn't know if any of the rest of you know his real name is Dwayne Johnson. My friend Dwayne. Okay, here's the thing. We've talked about how much I love The Rock when we did the Jungle Cruise episode. episode. We did a mini (laughs) tale. And we kept keep referring to him as the Rock. I wanted to also refer to him as his name, (laughs) like his actual name name that he's credited in in movies. But he was quoted at some point saying that he felt voice acting is the most difficult career in acting and that he apparently gets personally annoyed when celebrities are cast and they voice characters poorly because he feels like there's an art to it and you need to do your your due diligence with it. And so I guess while he was voicing Maui, he was always asking other voice actors, am I giving a good performance? Like he was always like very cognizant and aware and trying to make it better. And I think you can tell, like uh, he knocks it out of the park. And I think that that's because he wanted to make sure he did a good job. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't just phoning it in. And as an animator, I I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do think that sometimes people think it's easy to voice animated characters. And I don't think that's true at all. And it's kind of nice that he was like, Oh, no, this is really hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It requires a lot of imagination, right? Because you're not actually like physically running around doing the thing. You have to Mm -hmm. kind of really just you're in a booth, right? And you have to like kind of it's almost similar to like if you're mocapping, right? Like if you're doing motion capture, kind of have to imagine a lot of things you can't see. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys have wanted to talk about uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, (laughs) Because I've got a little bit on him. See, he was uh, the son of Rocky Johnson. Yes. Who is uh, half of the first ever WWE African-American tag team I have a fact about his grandfather. uh, With Tony Atlas. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) He is on, that's on his his father's side, his African-American side. On his mother's side, who is Samoan, he's part of the Anoa'i family, which is a very uh, important bloodline in wrestling. Includes Mm -hmm. uh, such members as Yokozuna. Rikishi, uh, current uh, tag team champions Jimmy and Jay Uso, and the current undisputed Universal Champion, your tribal chief, acknowledge him. Acknowledge me, Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, but I read, I read that his maternal grandfather was a pro wrestler. Yes, Peter. Uh, and then my handwriting is so sloppy I can't read it. It's it's but, 
F-A-N-E-N-E, I think, and then M-A-I-V. That's going back to the territory era, so I don't really know those guys yes, as much. Yes, but, but I have a fact that also relates back to the movie. So the tattoos well, I'm on- I'm not done with this. If you could just give me a moment on, on my- I was just excited to share so something. He, so the about. next hour is going to be about the rock. Hold on. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he after he grew up and he didn't want to be a wrestler originally. He wanted to be a football player and he played for the University of Miami. I think I knew that. And for oh. uh, Calgary in the Canadian lead. But after that, he joined WWF. Uh, Pat Patterson was one of the people who helped train him. Pat okay. Patterson, a very important uh icon in in wrestling uh and he started off wrestling in house shows for wwf uh before they they let him on let him in there but he was also had a brief stint in some other promotions where he was named flex cavana (laughs) flex cavana but he appeared uh two weeks before survivor series in 1996 as his first uh character rocky my mayavia who was uh, babyface, just a uh, you know good-natured, clean babyface came out, wrestled. They he won his first uh, match at Survivor Series. It was a four-on-four match, and he was a sole survivor. Mm. Came out, did that, but around that same time, you might remember that Stone Cold Steve Austin was making on the scene. So the era of the white meat good guy babyface was dying, and we're getting to these more other characters so he broke his knee he did not because of this but he broke his knee went out mm-hmm. came back as a member of the nation of domination as a heel and that's where he started speaking in the third person and had the people's eyebrow had the people's eyebrow started <laughs> oh, referring to himself oh, okay as the rock instead of rocky and, and then, then the rest is history. went on to no uh, the rest is written here <laughs> on this page and we will listen to it he won uh he was getting booed actually a lot as a as a he because he was going up against Stone Cold before he became a heel, uh, and he was getting booed a lot. So the knee injury came back. That's just started calling him as a rock. His charisma could not be denied because everyone started cheering for him, even though he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's then the rest is history. But real quick, a list of his accomplishments. He is an eight-time WWE champion, a wow. two-time WCW champion, two-time WWF Intercontinental, five times tag team champion, including once with The Undertaker, once with Chris Jericho, and three times with Mick Foley Mankind in what was known as the Rock and Sock Connection. <laughs> uh, he, I'll tell you what. He I- won the Royal Rumble in 2000. He's a, He's the sixth. Sixth Triple Crown champion, which means you've won three major championships in the WWE. Wow. Uh, And then he has won multiple Slammy Awards, including Best Actor, uh, uh, LOL Moment of the Year when he insulted John Cena, and Tell Me You Didn't Just Say That Insult of the Year against Rusev and Lana. (laughs) I will say I, I find his career fascinating because he was that good in that arena and now you look at his career as an actor and all the different types of movies he's done. He's not just one type of actor, one type of like movie star. And now and he's got the XFL, like now he's doing like that football league. And yeah. he's just He's got he, tequila. He's got tequila. Like he just is doing he tries all, everything. Yeah, he's doing all the things. And I will say he is a joy to follow on Instagram because him with his little girls is like the cutest thing. He lets them put makeup on him and he is just like such a good dad. His daughter's in the WWF, his older daughter from his first marriage. Oh. 
But I have a fact that relates back to the movie to get us back into Moana, but I definitely appreciate the deep dive on the rock because you know how much I love him. Yeah, my husband, Carl, will definitely appreciate that whole section (laughs) because he is also a rock stand. So That's great. (laughs) Love it. Uh, But the tattoos on Moana's dad on the chief's abdomen are the same as his maternal grandfather's, the rock's maternal grandfather's. So I thought that was very cool that they included that. And then I also wanted to talk about Maui's tattoos. Maui, am I saying it right? Maui. Maui, yeah. Yeah. even though the movie is computer animated, the tattoos are hand drawn. And I was reading that this was the first time that this had happened since Winnie the Pooh to include hand drawn animation with computer animation in 2011. So I guess they took a break from. I, I, is that it must fact be the Baxen, true? The Baxen scene. Yeah, it must be the Baxen scene that they did hand animated stuff. Um, so I just thought that that was interesting. And I didn't know Leanne being an animator, like if you. Had any thoughts or comments or anything on that? And I didn't know if Ryan came across any other facts with it because sometimes he does as well. But I wanted to bring that up. I saw a lot of facts on it, but I avoided them because I knew I needed time to get into the Rock's (laughs) wrestling career. And I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, I definitely geeked out um, about that section with like where they included the TD animation portions on his tattoos because they were animated by Eric Goldberg, who happens to be the animator of the genie. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat because in general, this is another like nerdy uh, animator thing. Um, So Ron Clement and John Musker is that right? Is that the right order? Um, so Ron down. and John, they, they directed uh, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. They directed uh, Treasure Planet. They did Princess of the Frog. Little uh, Mermaid, right? A little, yeah. Great uh, Mouse Detective. Great, great Mouse Detective. Hercules. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hercules. They did Princess and well. the Frog. Yes. Was I right yeah. on Mermaid or no? Little Mermaid, yes. Little Mermaid. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I just so, wanted to make sure. So they're kind of like that classic 90s group, right? Yeah. And um, Eric Goldberg was dur- also during that time period as well. So it was kind of neat that they leaned on veteran Disney animators for the 2D animation stuff mm-hmm. because like that that like Eric Goldberg pretty much did all the really fun characters during the 90s so like yeah. all the like cartoony-ish kind of stuff so this is totally like his bread and butter so yeah. it was neat to see that like you know brought back to you know a modern you know like a modern Dis- Disney movie yeah it's cool to have all these veterans and and then the the nods that they make, there's a lot of stuff to look out for. That's like yes. stuff that they put in in other movies too. I I'll, I I got a whole list of the okay. Easter eggs. If you want me to hold off? On uh, I have some stuff on Lin Manuel Miranda. I have one thing I want to ask Leanne okay. about real quick because I do remember from not from this bout of of research, but like when this movie came out. Um, I remember everyone being like, it's very hard. The The part of putting the 2D animation on them was not easy. And the part yeah. Maui shape-shifting was a big pain in the rear is what I heard too. <laughs> yep. Yes. So I want to yeah. hear from an animator's perspective on both of, uh, the difficulty of both of those things. Yeah. So, I mean, with uh, 2D and 3D, it's the compositing to make sure that everything looks good together and it's projected correctly on his body which is a moving target the whole time right like Mm so you're looking at like not just like a flat screen i mean they would zoom in and then it looks flat but then when you zoom out it's supposed to look like it's part of his body so like anytime like i think about the parts where he's like flexing his muscles and then the 2d animation has to react to that skin that's stretching over the body. Mm-hmm. Well, there's literally a it, part where like the little 2D tattoo like, hugs, hugs him. His so like, yeah, because then exactly. I feel like that makes it even. They made it even harder on themselves, which it's great because it looks great, right? Because they interact with one another. So then exactly. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there's points of contact, 
uh, it's like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. So like anytime it's like, oh, yeah, because I, I imagine like, you know, when it was pitched, it was like, oh, yeah. And then they like, you know, they high five or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's going to be that's going to take some time, you know, yeah. but I love it because they really chose moments that they probably like really focused on the moments that mattered. Right. So like mm-hmm. those sorts of things to show that there's a relationship between the Maui tattoo versus Maui. They called him like mini Maui, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, with uh, what was the other thing you were asking? The shape shifting. Shape shifting. Oh, I have my a goodness. theory why I think it would be hard, but I want to hear you say it and then. See if yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'll just say whatever I'm wrong. It's because of the mesh, you know, like for CG, like you have like usually like a character mesh and then you have to blend it into a different character mesh or they can blend together. It's like Mm -hmm. you make a middle mesh that can do both. Right. So like you kind of have to like shrink and and it can't just be like randomly scaling different body parts. It's like it has to make sense from a visual perspective so people can understand what the form is going to become. So like when he's going to like shapeshift into, let's say, the hawk. It's like, well, you know, you have to like have these arms come in at the same time. Like you're kind of also animating a shape on the screen to get mm-hmm. it sinking in together. And then his chest still comes out like a barrel. You know, like there's a lot of like also artistic choices you have to make according to the screen space. In addition to the technicalities of having meshes like work together or it has to be one mesh. And then you're like, OK, this is just the morphing mesh that we're going to use because you can't really right. like overlay them and then fade it because it looks bad. Got it. Because I, I think about to how do... long it took people to, it, how long getting the werewolves in Skyrim right was, like oh, the transformation. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, when you think about that, it's like, it's one mesh. It has to be one character then. Like, I, yes. and then it's funny because when you put it into a gameplay setting, it's like, no, we have even more limitations. So like, it, well, it at also... least with like movies, it's like flat and then it's yeah. going to be rendered out, right? Like you could cheat. But no, in games, it's like real time. You're stuck with this mesh the whole time. So, Well, and then is it a different this? This might be kind of a, a, a novice or silly question. I don't it, know. I would say it's probably a novice question, yes. but I doubt it's silly. OK, no, uh, never. is it a different mesh for each character then too? like each animal that he shapeshifts or do you? I, w- uh, I would I would imagine so just to make it simple. So Got for it. like the shots where like he merges into like a shark head yeah. versus like the one where he becomes a hawk. I, I would imagine there's a morphing version of Maui to hawk and then a morphing version of like Maui to shark head. Yeah, so then they, because um, so, I'm just thinking then that work is multiplied by however many animals they chose for him to shapeshift. Right. right? Which and is that, why that, they that, wanted yeah, to break That's more hook. of why I want, oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, we gotta break <laughs> like, this we gotta break it. We're done with the <laughs> animal. <laughs> First half of the movie, he doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like if if I were to frame by frame it, they probably tried different things to swap the meshes too. like, let's say they had an effect like a flash or mm-hmm. like uh, dust or something just to make you like not notice that they swapped the mesh. Got it. Also. So were you right? Is that what you were thinking? I thought, uh, yes. I think my exact thought was it's different skeletons, which I think is part of the mesh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that yeah, was totally that was part totally. of it. Another fun fact. I actually was laboring while watching Moana one time, like when Ben was born, like yeah. I, like they had a whole block of Disney movies showing and I was like, this is perfect. How did they know? I mean, you were in, in labor? I was in labor. Okay. Yeah, and I was just watching awesome. Disney movies. La- laboring yeah. to me, I had not heard that term. So to me, when you said it sounded like, I immediately imagined you like, 
working lifting like object, creating lifting yeah like <laughs> like, <laughs> like building a railroad or building. like like something yeah. like yeah. antiquated like like the pyramids or something be like i'm labor like the labors of hercules or something yeah. <laughs> i'm laboring but yeah yeah ben really enjoyed it i think the chicken was his favorite i um, love so. him. the chicken yeah. is the stupidest so character so good. and uh, i mean that in the most like i i like the chicken but it is the dumbest if we had a dumbest character bracket, like there's no way Hey Hey didn't win. The, <laughs> so I, the, I, and the, you said this during the whole movie. I kept, I kept think, I, the first time I go, is the chicken gonna do anything? Like, is the chicken a useful chicken character? Chicken saves the day. The chicken gets the rock once, and the, he was in the ocean, so the ocean could have gotten the rock. I guess. I have a lot of times where I'm like, all right, ocean, are you gonna like pull your well, weight here? What's going on? Here's the thing. I read something about a sailing tradition that a lot of times they would have tattoos of pig and rooster symbols because they were good luck to prevent drowning. And mm. apparently oh. that's because the animals would be in wooden cages. So if there was a shipwreck, most likely they would float. And so there was a higher survival rate for those animals. <laughs> so I really? found it interesting that they included a rooster and a pig as like her little her little sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I do have a couple things about Lin-Manuel Miranda. If let's, we want to go into that, that and then, and then, we'll then do the look Easter out for us and then and then anything else we have, we'll bring up as we yeah. do the thing. So he said uh, that. Oh, remind me again. Tamatoa. Tamatoa. Tamatoa uh, was a tribute to David Bowie. Oh, well, that's funny because Jermaine Clem- Clement uh, does a David Bowie impression. Oh, on really? Flight of the- there's a whole. There's a whole mm-hmm. episode of Flight of the Concords where the other guy keeps seeing David Bowie. Oh yes, I but remember it's David that. Bowie yes. through different eras, but uh-huh. it's played by Jermaine. And he keeps <laughs> oh, showing up and be like, "It's me, David Bowie." Like, and he keeps yeah. doing it. it's, it's got a little bit of a Bowie thing. Yeah, yeah so, so that that was an inspiration there. Also, there's a, a whole list of babies in production, and there's a lot of them. Um, but the first one is Sebastian, and that was Lin Manuel Miranda's son, and it is in fact he is in fact named after Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Oh, that's so and, cool. Yeah, and he said it's because the Little Mermaid inspired him. He That's why he wanted to be a songwriter for films. Oh, gosh. And also the same directing duo, you know, having yeah. Ron and John. So there's a lot of Little Mermaid connections mm-hmm. here. Uh, and going back to Tamatoa, something else I've apparently in real life, it's based on a decorator crab, which I meant to look up what they look like in real life, oh. and I did not. Uh, but they apparently the crab glues mollusks shells and invertebrates such as like sea anemone. I never say it right. Sea anemones, sea anemones, anemones. And yeah, I never An-an-an-an-me. get that. I never get that one right. Um, and I'm sponges. Both of y'all just take just this keep away. going. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the two girls who love the sea. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, but apparently they stick up on there. So I wanted to to get that fact in there too. But then one more about Lin Manuel. He signed on before Hamilton was huge. I'm sure he was working on them both at the same time. But eventually he had to work with the crew via Skype while he was performing it backstage. And so a lot of times he was in his Hamilton costume. So a lot of times it was like backstage in between performances or whatever. Wow. And so, yeah, so it was it's it was crazy to think about that these are two huge things in his career and that they were happening at the same time in some way, shape or form, because both of them took so long to develop. And then he was on stage being the character of something he also wrote. And so it was really 
kind of eye-opening to think about what his life was like at the time working on both of these projects. So that's what I have for him. I have some stuff to look out for, but I think you might have some of the same stuff. So if you want to go. I'm going to go into my Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, I think when we watched this, Tara, I got almost all of them except for two. Okay. Uh, One is the lamp from Aladdin is Mm -hmm. amongst uh, Tamatoa's stuff on his back. Yes. Uh, and also the magic carpet is one of the rugs, uh, 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 tapa rug they have in the village. It's mm-hmm. a different color, but it's the same like design. Pattern, yeah. Um, tapa is a uh, cloth they use making using like thin strips uh, from the, uh, co- I believe it's the coconut tree. It's a spark though, whatever they're using. Mm. Uh, Musker and, Cle- and Clements are actually in one of the rugs as well as some monsters. Um, you can like one's kind of squat on the left, the other one's tall and leaning over. And if you look closely, he's got glasses. That's where that's. Yeah, I think that's Musker when she's like, it's in the song when she's like helping all the villagers, yes. like learning her her place in the in the village. And this is one of the ones I missed. There are also two tiki statues. I think when they do, a, I think when they're discussing something in like the big meeting hall or whatever it is, they're on the bottom right. Um, Flounder, oh, I missed this one too. Dang it! Uh, Flounder from the Little Mermaid is one of the fish swimming around in your welcome. Oh, oh. Uh, Olaf's arm and uh, <laughs> a, a stick and nose can be seen when uh, Moana packs her bag. Oh, he made it to the beach. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even oh. think of it like that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a lot of. Um, did, did he catch stuff. the post credits one with Tamatoa? Yes. And he talks he's... about Sebastian. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when Moana sits up in the sand, and that's such a good scene with all the sand uh, in her hair. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the same scene copied from Frozen when Anna wakes up in her bedroom. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was something that I read. Yeah, there's a lot of like Frozen connections or Maui, Easter eggs. Maui turns into Sven briefly in front of Tamatoa. Uh, oh. Sven was the reindeer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get Kristoff and Sven's. Name. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, their marshmallow is when one of the demon, one of the monsters falls on one of the top of cloths when they're telling the story. That's supposed to be marshmallow, the uh, big bad snowman. Marsh, from Frozen. Marsh from Frozen. Marshmallows. Uh, he's also seen in the underworld where you see the back of some monster kind of walking around, and then there's another monster that turns around with a mask that is using. Uh, the same model reskinned as Flash from Zootopia, the sloth. Mm. Oh, um, wow. So you see that? Uh, one of the Kakamora, who are my favorite characters, <laughs> has Baymax face paint from Big Hero 6. And the magical flower from Tangled is on the island uh, with Moana. Oh, that's fun. That's a fun connection. Oh. Uh, um, during your welcome... Maui picks a coconut and rolls it down one arm and uses his elbow to flip it to Moana. That's like Aladdin with the apple. He does that to Jasmine. Yeah. Isn't that so a, that was a like marriage a proposal? Or was it just giving someone oh, an apple? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it must just be giving, not some... the actual like, hey. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, like, yeah but giving the apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I also had that um, the the holler that Maui does throughout. It's like Chihu, like C-H-E-E-H-O-O. It is the a Samoan. I'm gonna just say Samoan because I keep forgetting the other way. It's okay, but say it again. Samoan. Samoan. I just know that my brain isn't absorbing it. But Samoan, the holler. It's an expression of excitement. 
So oh. uh, some people were confusing it with the goofy holler, which you hear in like many different movies. But like this is very specific to that culture. So I just wanted to make sure to mention that because oh, he cool. does it quite a bit. And then Moana does it at one point. I forget. She jumps at one point and says it. So I mm-hmm. thought it was cool that she also does it. That's really cool. I, I want to do one more thing. Yeah. Um, and that was a change they made because of the Oceanic uh, Story Trust. I thought was interesting. The scene when I think it's like where she's the most frustrated and she's on the beach and she's throwing sticks into the dirt. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was she was throwing coconuts up in the air and like smacking them with an oar out into the ocean. And they sat down and they go, no one would do that. And they're like, why? And is it because of the sacredness of the coconut? And they're like, well, yeah, kind of. But also it's a very like no one would waste resources like that or like no one. If she was doing that, it would be very petulant. And I think yeah. she'd get in way more trouble for anything she'd done in the movie up to that point. You know, more than that, like then yeah. they'd be like, what are you doing? Just hitting well, like, disres- we only have so many coconuts. Yeah. And I feel like it would be very disrespectful <laughs> yeah. to all the people who like grew and picked and you know did all the things to like nurture those coconuts so to what they were later when she's fighting the kakamora there's a part where she goes coconuts and then starts hitting them with the the ore and i'm wondering if that was like a throwback to that original scene of like hitting coconuts out there and then Mm. her realizing that's a way to fight these little dudes so aside from like coconuts being a resource, are, were they considered like special? The kind of. I mean, it was in the same way. And I, I'm making this connection. This wasn't a connection I saw, but it felt very similar to bison for Native Americans, uh, where it's like mm-hmm. the coconut is water. It's fre- It's its flesh is fruit. We mm-hmm. use the the the, um, the husks. The husks. They they for everything. Yeah, they they would tear that up and then they'd make rope out of it. They would use the leaves for baskets you know the things for what it was a like they used every single part of the coconut tree you know Mm -hmm. it's a whole consider the coconut part of that it's like everything's very very important to them so that's the thing is they're like it's it's sacred because it's like a it's sacred but it's also utilitarian it's not sacred like Mm -hmm. we worship the coconut and but it's Mm -hmm. such a central part of our identity for also because of its usefulness that someone just <laughs> to- tossing them tossing into the, ocean. the ocean they're like don't do yeah. that like, like and it was just funny because they said that because they thought it was a cool scene and like to them they immediately bristled at it they're like oh, oh no one would do that like so it was yeah. that kind of stuff that they really brought with that oceanic trust mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. uh i thought it was funny because it was like the oceanic trust and they kept showing all the people like in like you know they're tr- you know whatever garb they're wearing but every single shot of ron and john they are wearing Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts like every time they're like we're really interested in the culture and I just imagine them going I'm about to film an interview oh I know what I'll do to prove that I'm really interested in this culture I'll grab my Tommy Bahama (laughs) shirt and put it on I mean that is vacation wear for two white guys the shots they showed of them in the like in Tahiti and those islands were the most they're wearing like they're both wearing white t-shirts and like cheap hats they clearly got from the airport and like they, <laughs> like they both just look have like the most dad energy it's so funny uh, the, the documentary is worth watching i was gonna say though um one thing i learned like going to hawaii to visit my sister now like the the hawaiian shirt is like really part of the uniform there like you wear it as part of your uniform for work instead mm-hmm. of wearing a suit and tie you would wear a hawaiian shirt so like 
it, right. it's kind of interesting. There's lots of different um, levels of, uh, you know, how well, like, I guess the quality level and like, you know, the print. The yeah. Print how well style. made or the color. Yeah. And, yeah I, Cause I, I, interesting. I like before, before visiting, I always just assumed, ah, oh, it's for vacation, whatever, you know, like yeah. Hawaii, you know, but like, um, like my brother-in-law, you know, he's, he was born and raised in uh, Oahu and he wears his Hawaiian shirt for work. You know, it's like, it's like part of your office wear too. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. I thought yeah, like, when you said it's for, for like work, a lot of things. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. like, people who worked in like the service industry in Hawaii and I was like well yeah but that feels like they're just doing it partly to, but you mean like, like I'm, even a, if you I'm had an office job I go into yeah. my accountant job yes. and I can wear yeah yeah like he's like a financial advisor I and mean, then he wears like a nice uh, whenever he meets with clients he wears like a nice shirt you know like and it it looks like a Hawaiian shirt uh, yeah but it's, it's part like you go to stores to buy like really nice shirts and they're pretty expensive. Um, Listen, I, so, yeah, it's like a suit and tie. <laughs> I'm making fun of these guys, but you walk into my closet right now. And if you, you like, you're, there's a good chance you're going to see two or three Hawaiian shirts, possibly more. I'm not, you know, I'm just, these guys give off big, I know what I am and what I am is also, <laughs> it's also what, Ron and John. Ron and John. So. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely do have like that. Yeah. Vibe. I mean, isn't Ron John like a surf shop? Yeah. It is yeah a, so there you yeah. go. It is Ron John Surf <laughs> Shop. Ron John Surf Shop, yeah. Um we ready to to check this thing out? Yeah, I think so. Or we're ready for you the audience to check this thing mm-hmm. out. We'll be back in a little bit. So, why don't you guys grab your take the VH oh, god dang it, hold on. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for you guys all at home to take the VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in your VCRs. See you on the other side, listeners. Hello, listeners. We are back. We hope you enjoyed Moana. I know we sure did. Well, I'm speaking for all of us, but I'm assuming we all enjoyed it since we gushed on it in the first half. I I I think I don't know if I said this or something. I like this movie better now this time than I did the first yeah. time. Yeah, kind of like Zootopia. Like I think really diving into it helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I I got a little. I I don't know the name of the song, but it's it's the I want song. Uh, I have them all written down. down. Um, how far? Yeah, Lee, I think Leanne just said it. How far I'll go? Um, uh, that's got to me. Not quite as as much as the mathematically like designed to get to me let it go but it, i yeah. started playing i was like oh no i think i found another one like another song that gets to me this movie emotionally wrecks me i it just yeah. like her her relationship with her grandmother like that mm-hmm. whole and just the relationship with the ocean and oh, so so yeah. many moments i was teary-eyed in this film that reminds me when we get to the second when when spoiler alert grandma obi-wan's back <laughs> i want you between then now and then to think about if you were to leave and come back as an ocean animal what would it be okay oh all right and, and I'll we'll, think I, I have my answer but we'll mm. get back to that when we get there all right uh Leanne, what did you think this time yeah how was your experience i still love it like yeah. i i loved it the first time every rewatch i love it again this time i got to watch it with my son so like he really enjoyed the movie um it was kind of neat to kind of see what sort of what sort of things resonated with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you know, being older, I was like, oh, I love I love how far I'll go, and you know, like kind of like mm-hmm. what you said, Tara, yeah. about the ocean. 
you know, the connection with the ocean, connection with your elders, you know, yeah. like that sort of stuff is so important. But for him, it was the chicken. So it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken and the crab, you uh-huh. know, like he loved Tamatoa. Oh, that's great. Uh, there when? was a family around here at Halloween where they made a, a big hey, hey. Remember? The, yeah, the, they always they, go, all they go all out for, with Disney costumes. And they made a hey, hey costume. But I remember the hey, hey walk around. Everyone was sending pictures around going this is ridiculous yeah i will want i will one thing i think both of you will, will may uh relate to there's apparently a uh they talk about this in the documentary there's something where a lot of pacific islanders if they move somewhere or they go somewhere where they can't see the ocean they get physically ill mm, like can... if it's it's something like they start being like uncomfortable and like sick i get that i don't i'm not I, that I bad but i i do get that well yeah. after this is over we'll plan a trip to a coast my god <laughs> uh I, yeah. I will say the same thing i the first time i watched it was with children was with my my friend's kids and it was really fun and they knew it like they knew like word for word and we're singing all the songs and even watching it today at the end when she goes I am Moana and I'm not going to do it because I can't go as high as she goes. But when she does like that powerful, like she knows who she is, I can still hear the little girl, the little girl singing that like my friend, like, and it's so, I just don't want to say her name on it because I don't know if she wants her name on it, but, uh, but yeah, I can hear her still singing that all these years later. So it, it is fun when you watch it with kids and I watched Coco, um, with a friend who has oh, a son out okay. in Colorado and like, that's another one that emotionally wrecks me. But, uh, yes. <laughs> but again, it is really fun. And especially cause we don't have kids. Like it is super fun to watch it with children because you do see it in a whole new way. On and it's last- cool what they connect to versus like how you connect to the movie on you, our last. You know- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, you know what really surprised me actually with, with my kid, like he, he of course loved Maui also. And yeah. he loved the Your the Your Welcome song, mm-hmm. but he also liked the Wayfinder song, where oh, like they're out yeah. on the ships exploring mm-hmm. and like you know showing what their past was. I was like, he kept asking me to play it on uh, the Echo. Oh, like, oh, like the ones that are great. in 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 a yeah. in a foreign language. Yes, and yeah, the, yeah. the name of it is yeah. We're on the way or something. Yes, or we know the way. We know, we know, the, we way. know the way. Yeah. Um, he loved both that and the reprise at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. God, I had something, but that fact took me by surprise i'll I'll come back to it i will say one thing i do want to say is on disney plus you can watch this in maori or tahitian if you go to the special features oh wow that's really cool that's so cool yeah that's awesome so something that we noticed is the title credit doesn't happen to the end of the movie you don't see the name moana until the end it's the very end it close and i so i actually that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was very cool because usually I'm always watching for it in the beginning or how far into the story that they do it. And so this one happens at the end. And I like that because I feel like she knows who she is by the end and the movie yes. is about her. I think it's a cool way. Very to, powerful. Yeah, to do that. Uh, but we open with the story of Tefiti and it is her grandmother telling the story about how she has her heart and the heart of the ocean gets lost at sea like she tells the whole story about Maui taking the heart of the ocean and she's telling it to these little kids and I love 
how scared everyone is. But then like Moana is so into it. She like wants to hear more. And then the one little kid when the chief comes in and he says, there are no monsters. And then all the tapestries come down and they're all monsters. And then the one little kid's like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it's such a good it, it's a good way to get into the movie and the humor of the movie. And one, of course, the main story, what it's you know, what it's about. One of the things with these movies that take place in the past is sometimes you know, you see them and they do, a, they either like modernize them to the point of it's like, this takes place in the past, but this was clearly made in 1985 or whatever. Yeah. And like, I think this one does such a good job of really feeling modern. And at this, like, there's only one joke that like, I, the, the one where Maui does the like, tweet. when a, when you write uh, with a bird, oh, right. that's called tweeting. Like, yes. that's the only, and that felt like he looked right down the barrel of the camera and gave a wink. But yeah. like, I think that's the, like, they do a really good job of this not feeling ancient, but like, you know, I'm going to throw up. Like, you know, it's, it's, it could be any era. It's modern, but it could be any time in the past 25 years. Mm-hmm. You're still feeling that. I, yeah. I just think that they did a good job with the writing. You here. know, I, I think back to like the other movies that Ron and John directed, and I think they kind of do a good job of keeping things timeless, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think about Little Mermaid. Really, in Aladdin, the only modern references are from, uh, you know, like the genie. The genie. Um, and I feel like even those jokes today, all these years later, are still funny, depending on what references you know and that kind of a thing yeah i yeah so i I wonder if it's like their directing style too yeah i think they got a really good way of doing because they're because they started as like before they were directors they were like i think they did a lot of you know the way they do story in disney is it's like here's the storyboards and then they kind of write from there yeah yeah, they did a lot of that stuff and even after moana like they're retired i i think Clements, the the skinny one. <laughs> There's just, and the other one's not. The other one, I wouldn't say like he he. The other, it's like one of them's like very skinny, and the other one's less skinny. Yeah, and it's funny because of like that kind of Laurel and Hardy matchup. They kind of make the other one look big, and I don't yeah. like I'm bigger than the other guy. Um, but uh, like he's retired. I think they're both retired now. This is their last movie they directed, and but they, they were there for a while doing like in as like studio leadership and just kind of people they would talk to and do that sort mm. of thing of like what should mm. we do here so they, they stuck around for a while I love that like what a great movie to go out on you know to yeah. like, like it to be this duo who has lasted since the 80s you know working for Disney in some way shape or form it's very 40 years they were like they, yeah, they worked for very Disney cool. they started on Great Mouse Detective and I think they were doing Fox and the Hound stuff before then like you yeah, know, yeah. Like Great Mouse Detective was the their industry. first direction yeah, like the industry is still young enough that it's rare to see people retire. So we're mm-hmm. just starting. And I feel the same way about games as well. Like games are even younger, but like it's rare to see like a nice storied life career at like, you know, an animation house or a video game studio. He's, I will say, I think uh, uh, Clements has retired from disney but is now working on his own project is just oh, doing like a, cool. an animated the, short oh, he's doing himself dream. yeah that's the dream to retire and then work on your own ideas like i would love that that sounds amazing yeah for him. see it's <laughs> i i think i've got this Leanne, weird thing in my Leanne, head put it out there put it out there into the universe if that's that's <laughs> oh, I think, <laughs> if yeah, that's abs- a dream for you you can achieve it leanne <laughs> but for, but oh, for me, thank you. <laughs> my dream is to retire and never do anything again like that's what, like I'm not like I have these creative things that are being held back. It's like 
I don't know. Like, I feel like there's part of me that like maybe I do need to move into management and just because the- like the actual creative stuff. I'm just like, I just want to like get get a a pier and fish and like or like or like just make candles or drink beer that's or just do like too. little things but none of it's yeah. like totally okay. there's a video game out there that they're keeping me from like no but I do understand <laughs> I do understand that mentality of being a creative but you're directed on what you're creating yes. so it is very it's different if, baby. yeah yes. and even if it's your baby from the start like you worked on it from the start of yeah it's collaborative it's still not solely yours so i do understand that want of like working solely on something that came from your brain your feelings your mind your everything yeah Uh, i i also part of it is you know i keep saying this but this this project this podcast project has given me such a appreciation for how much work goes into all different types of animation even the computer stuff now that is well there's stuff that's making it easier for us to do it there's still so much work into it but like hand animation uh stop motion and all that and so the idea of like i'm gonna get done with 40 years of working my butt off to get all these done and i'm just gonna go back to doing like flipping paper and drawing excuse (laughs) me but that <laughs> like, I am so sorry. That sounds like I am like that is so much That's work. Not what you are. There is so yeah. much freedom in it, though, Ryan. You don't understand. I guess I understand that, but there's boy, no technical limitations there. I think it's we're learning that you, you have a you have a love for this art form that I'm just like. Like well, now, and that's why you're doing what I you're could, doing. I, I would what? like to design yeah. a little board game that we could play, yeah, or maybe an RPG, oh, or nice. things like that. That, yeah. I, but then again, that's my that's your focus. Slice. The idea yeah. of like, well, I'm done. Time to get five thousand pieces of paper and draw things one by one and go back like that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. That sounds like if I was like, and now I'm going to build an eight bedroom house from scrap. From just pieces of wood sitting around, <laughs> like I'm like, no, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> my my uncle is, used to. He doesn't do this anymore. He's he's aged out of it. But he used to. He would build a house. And he would spend years building a house. And right about as he was finally about to be done, he would start. He would get a RV, find a new piece of land, and start a new house in another place. And I was like, I don't oh. understand that. That's what this sounds like to me. It's like you finally got time to rest, and you're like again let's do hand animation now no you're missing the point like take a break (laughs) anyway Uh, i love it i love all of it uh so i also love little moana like let's just talk about her for a second she's so cute like as a young Mm -hmm. child but she helps the sea turtle make its way to the ocean and like swats away the birds and Mm -hmm. and keeps it in the shade so it can get to the water and this is the first time that we see the water parting for her and kind of leaving conch shells to like have her walk further into the water. Have and either of you guys seen the movie The Abyss by James Cameron? I have not. Yes. There's yes. a the the abyss is a big the, the, he does water like that. Oh, you might okay. it's it's a very long movie and it, but you like James Cameron. I'd say yeah. it's one of his less lesser movies, but there's a there is it's some of the first water moving like that oh interesting yeah there's aliens at the bottom of the ocean and they figure out how to that's how they communicate is they send water into the base you'll you got it we'll watch it's apparently very hard to find but like it feels a little like this yeah but this is the first time we also kind of see the sense of humor of the water Mm -hmm. like the water like like drenches her and like makes her hair like all go up like when it gets wet and there's a lot of really fun moments with the water here and this is where we first see the heart of the ocean but then her dad is calling you know james cameron 
Oh, yes. Uh, but her dad is calling her. Great. I love connecting Titanic into anything. Uh, but her dad is calling her and is so scared because she's so close to the water and she's so little. And we do find out later that grandma kind of witnessed that happen. And, and she's the one who winds up taking the heart of the ocean and holds on to it for Moana. So what you said the ocean sense of humor. So I looked up ocean puns and the first oh, one man. just says 75 ocean puns that you are sure to enjoy. <laughs> so we're done. That was it. It was perfect. <laughs> Can't get better than that. Anyway, great. Okay. Uh, so we learned that she's to be the next great chief and she needs to learn where she belongs. I, I keep interrupting you, but I want to say that is something I really liked about this is there was no like a woman can't be chief. It's just like, you're going to be chief. And yeah. it was about the, uh, uh, change and the commitment like like she has a different commitment of what it means to help her people and her dad's like you're going to be chief and it means this but there was never like her gender was never part of the equation yeah it was just like she's next in line and that's just what it is the closest we came to was i'm not a princess and then maui making that joke like which was a Disney princess joke. Yeah. Uh, so then we go into the first of the of the many wonderful songs that I will have a hard time picking my favorite. But the first one is Where You Are. And so we kind of see her grow up and we see her interacting with uh, everybody the in the coconut. village. Yes. Consider the coconut. I know. Uh, but the water continues to call to her. So mm-hmm. the, like she's constantly looking at the water, longing to go into the ocean. You know, her father keeps pulling her back. Uh, she dances with her. I got teary when she danced with grandma, like in mm-hmm. that oh, scene. That's yeah. so good. Two of the people in the Oceanic Story Trust, one of them was, they were both dance experts. And one of them was on the haka, the 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 kind of more aggressive I, I, I think it's a dance. It's kind of like a it's 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 its own thing. Like it's hard for me to describe what the haka is. But the closest thing I think of is a dance. It's a war chant. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a celebration. It's a lot of different things. I yeah. I've uh, I've been a fan again. Going back to the Rock's cousins, Jimmy and Jay Uso. There, um, part of their gimmick when they came out is they did a haka. There was a thing on uh, Tamora Morrison who does the voice of the, of her father in this, who's mm-hmm. also Boba Fett. He was in Aquaman, and he taught everybody a haka. So at the Aquaman premiere, they all did one. And then if you see, what was it? What's it's Fast and the Furious, but it's Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, they the Rock and Roman Reigns, the the current uh, undisputed Universal Champion, Tribal Chief. You acknowledge him. Acknowledge me. Yes, I acknowledge him. As I acknowledge him. I acknowledge him. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he, and they did, they do a haka before the, uh, before the big before ending. Idris Elba comes. I, yeah. you know, anyway. uh, one thing that, uh, I thought like when in that opening song, uh, when the chief kind of comes through and walks through the crowd and he sings, make way, make way, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, all the guys join in and dance with him. Like Carl pointed that out. He's like, you know, it's interesting that the guys joined in and danced with them and it wasn't just like women or like, mm-hmm. you know, like this part of the dance number. So it was kind of neat to kind of see. Um, you know, the, the expectation usually is like either the whole crowd dances or it's just the women that, that yeah. dance in a crowd, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of neat to see the guys also like participate, you know. Yeah, it's really cool to see the life of the island. Right. And like how yeah. everybody helps one another and everybody's jobs are benefiting someone else in some way. And it's really mm-hmm. cool to see all that through this song. And, you know, her father is telling her through this song, like, you need to stay with your people on the island. And we start to see her ceremony of her, you know, getting ready to become the chief and her interacting with the village. And then we get a scene where 
um, the harvest is ruined with the coconuts. This is where we start to see like the ash. Everything is is just decaying. And we find out there's less and less fish everywhere. And Moana's a very good problem solver at a young age. With the coconut, she's like, okay, we'll plant a new grove over here. I love her doing it. And then the person's like, thank you. And as she walks by, she goes, she's like, she's doing great. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun little moment. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. People that have parental seen multiple pride. chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. Um, but she realizes when it comes to the fish, all the ideas she has, they've already done. Like, we've done all of these things. I, I think the visualness of, of how it's Teka is is doing the like how it's affecting everything is is very interesting. The like we'll see this later, but it's the ashes leaking in the ocean. And then eventually that's like these tendrils like when they when grandma shows later what's happening, you see like the blackness come of the ash. Like coming it's finally made it to the, the island. Land. I think it's yeah. a really cool visual like if there was a <laughs> there was a Moana open world game and you had to like run around and like that would to me you know what I'm saying like I would see yeah. that as like you have to that's go your boundaries yeah and- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah and that's like yeah, yeah. where you need to go next because that's what's happening mm-hmm. yeah uh but she you know she wants to fish beyond the reef she's like well now we have to go beyond the reef and her father gets really upset that he thought she had this calling of being out on the water behind her and she's like no but now like we have to do this and I think it's both I think she wants to get out on the water but I think she's also like well if we can't fish anywhere else if we've if all of our options are done that's the only option left and uh she finds out from her grandmother that her father was like her when she was younger. You know, mm-hmm. he had the same calling and he, Oh, I think his mom says that. His oh, mom tells him mom. the story. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's her mom. Yeah, I will say that. they did a really good job of making her mom and her look like, like I, I will be honest. I think I almost would have mi- mixed them up if like her mom didn't always wear her hair one way and Moana. Wore, like, yeah, it's, it's sometimes you see just like, this is generic woman and this is generic princess and like they were like oh these are related Related. characters yeah 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 and you're right it is her mom she tells the story you know he crossed the reef with a best friend Mm -hmm. they had a storm and a shipwreck and he lost his friend in the storm and so that's why he is so against her going out into the water and then the next song is how far i'll go which we've Mm -hmm. talked about a little bit already but because she attempts to get out there on a smaller canoe yeah she's this is where she's discovering where she belongs but the sea calls her you know that's in the lyrics what is the 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 (laughs) what is the the pig's name pua Okay, huh? I thought it was poi, which I'm pretty sure is cooked Hawaiian pork, which would have been a very poor taste <laughs> to name. Well, at one point, where no, she eats different. the pork, where she eats the yes. pork, and she's like, "Oh, this pork is great." She's like, "I mean, it's." Uh, <laughs> I do like that they're addressing that in a Disney movie once, where it's like, "This is my friend who talks to me, and it is an animal, and also I eat food." So <laughs> like, yeah. It kind of- it reminds me of a story like my grandma, my mom's mom, um, had a pet pig, a pet sow. Oh, no. The end of that story, boy, boys and girls, was that the pig is still alive to this day and we all love the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. Uh, but like like you said, Ryan, she ends out on the boat to try to go past the reef with Pua, but Pua falls. She goes under to try to get, I'm saying him, but I guess it, it could be her, but she goes to try to get Pua and gets stuck in the reef. And that, that moment of panic where you're stuck under the water, I've never been stuck quite like that in a reef, but I have been stuck in 
not even in a current, but when you're in where the waves break and you get caught under and you can't get yourself up, there is this panic that sets in and it's so frantic that I could identify with that so clearly of being like, I have to get up to get air. She gets back to the shore, the boat's in pieces, her grandmother finds her and then this is where we find out, you know, I watched you that day when you were little, she shows her the heart of the ocean and she uh we see her grandmother this is where we first learned she wants to come back as a stingray so mm-hmm. this is when she's out in the water with the stingrays and she's like or it's i picked the wrong tattoo which i love stingray. she goes one of these and then like oh i guess that's true yeah i guess they never oh. named them i wonder why that's interesting hmm. uh, is this where you'd like to talk about what animals or do you want to wait do you guys until... know what you want to be have i don't know it okay I we feel can like... then you've got the rest of the movie i know to my goodness i have to i have to Leanne, think about do you it. have one locked and loaded I have I have one and a runner up. Yeah. No. <laughs> one. I'm this both of y'all were all right. raised by people all who right. gave you too many choices apparently. <laughs> <laughs> These oh, spoiled funny. millennials. Yes, yeah. that's that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Uh What are you looking up? So, um nothing. Oh, okay. So, sorry. uh <laughs> so next we hear the story of her people like that there's one story she's never learned. You know, she's learned all the story about her people and her grandmother takes her to, I don't even know, is it a cave? Where all these, the boats and everything are and she takes her to a place on the island where the ancestors were great travelers. So yeah, so she finds out that her ancestors were great travelers. She sees these large ships and boats and I know she refers to one of the, as a, hers as a canoe. So, you know, different names, but she sees that, There's so much history and even on the tapestries, on the sails, you can see that they've been to different islands and the grandmother tells her bang the drum. And so she bangs the drum and then she sees how they traveled. And this is where we get the next song. We know the way. And she realizes we were voyagers. And I love when she comes to that realization and she's screaming it coming out of where everything is. And she's like, <laughs> everyone needs to know this. Why does nobody know this? Like, <laughs> like, please, I need to tell you. And she's screaming it to her grandmother. And she, you know, she finds out that Maui is why they stopped is because, you know, he, he took, he stole the heart of the ocean and all of these monsters lurked and, you know, now we've forgotten who we are and now the darkness has spread. And this is when she gives her the heart of Tefiti and said, the ocean chose you. Oh, this is when she says she was there. I think I said it earlier. But this is when she was like, I witnessed you there. And like, you are the one. The ocean chose you. You need to go find Maui and give the heart of the ocean back. And the the thing that she recites over and over again when she's on the way to Maui is what her grandmother tells her. Like... I I am Moana Maui. You were bored. My boat. I don't I don't have it in the right order. But yeah, that yeah. that thing that she says over and over again. And I wrote here. I love the sense of humor of the water. Like the water is so good. Like so funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to talk about maybe take a moment to talk about just the animation of how difficult it is. We've we've <laughs> talked about hair and water in multiple podcast episodes. But Leanne, from your point of view, when you saw this for the first time, like what were your feelings around it? Because for me, being a novice, like. It looks like you could touch it and it's real. Like it's so realistic and it's just shocking to me. And so I'm just curious from your point of view, like your thoughts on that or how you achieve that or, you know, anything that you want to say around it. Yeah. I mean, I feel that the the look TD department, like just the just the technical artists that went into trying to achieve the look, the surface 
quality of it, like yeah. being able, the transparency of it, being able to see things within the water. Like I mm-hmm. can't even imagine how much time it took to render all of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then additionally, you have animators trying to make sure it looks fluid and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, amorphous. And it can't move in a way where you're like, oh, this has like bone structure. So it has to look very. But it does. But it does. Yeah. yeah. Like there, yeah. there are bones right? in that that they're, they're yeah. achieving the. So they had to like come up with rules, but also still be able to have fluidity in it. And then I just doing it in conjunction with actual characters too, like when like the water passes through someone or something, Mm -hmm. which it does quite a bit. It picks her up so much. Well, her and Hey Hey, the the look, yeah, picks up Hey Hey (laughs) by the head, and Hey's head looks all weird because it's like magnified. In the water, yeah. There's the part where it picks up Hey Hey and like puts him in a basket, and then puts a lid on the basket, and then puts the basket in the hole and like puts a lid on like it's a whole thing where it's like they had to develop like what are the rules for like it can pick up and like you know it's 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 yeah. it's, it's comedy it's mm-hmm. tech there's a technicality to it like yeah yeah i mean uh you know th- just thinking about how the water scooped up baby moana and sculpted her hair you know that's still all yes. animated too like um there's different rules when like a body passes through water you know the hair will probably behave differently you know like the the speed of which the characters move so it's like that's a lot of processing in trying mm-hmm. to make it look good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And we'll get to it in a little bit, but when each like sand particle is in her hair, that's oh, another geez. thing for me that I'm like, that yeah. is amazing. And it's like on her body. Like it's, and I'm it's, it's so how you feel. It's how you're y- so into hair technicality. Cause I remember it's me saying something about me. it when we watched the Incredibles. Cause that's my first thought when yeah. she, there's a part where like he does something with Violet. And I've said it a million times on here and he moves her hair. And I remember that's the first time I was like, look at the, look how he's moving her hair. Like I was so like into it. Yeah. And then I think I said it to you and you're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. High five hair, hair, hair. Yeah. Yeah, hair. and yeah. We'll, we'll talk about like more with the sand and the hair in a yeah. little bit. But yeah, that's also like amazing how they do that. But she is screaming to anyone who will hear her that we were voyagers. And she runs into the village <laughs> meeting where they're talking about everything's rotting, like this darkness is coming, all this ash. And she starts telling them we were voyagers, you know, uh, we have to do this. And her father gets really angry at her. But then we also find out he's going to go like set fire to all the boats, but then they realize their grand, her grandmother has fallen ill. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like all happens at the same time. And she goes in to see her and her grandmother tells her to go like, you need to go. I will be fine. I will always be with you. You need to go find Maui. And so now we get the reprise of how far I'll go. And all the reprises are really beautiful, too. They're so they're good. They're so good because <laughs> they're not just a repeat of the song. And usually reprise is a little different, but, but Oh, it's so good. The music is fantastic in this. It's always like a character defining moment. And that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah. And so she takes one of the hidden boats and she sees her way past the reef is lit up by the stingray. And I'm wondering if that's also to to symbolize her grandmother has passed at that point. Yeah. like To me, that's that's kind of how I felt about it is it's like she is with her now. Like she is going to help like guide her way because she gets over it a lot easier than she did the first time. And then this is when she realized she has a stowaway on the boat. Hey, hey, <laughs> made it onto the boat with her. And, but he's terrified of the water. Like every time he looks at the water, he's so scared and he just keeps walking off the boat. He just keeps repeating and doing the same thing over and over again. And so she finally has to put him back under him being afraid of the water is the only time I feel that he has. We establish he has 
like a consciousness cognizance of yeah. what's going on <laughs> in, his, in the world. Like he's everything so else, he's like a wind up toy. But right then, he's like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> water <laughs> or no water? <laughs> like that's the yeah. only time. Yeah. Like he responds to outside stimuli. Uh huh. And so, uh, but yeah, we're we're watching her alone trying to navigate the ocean and a storm comes and she begs the ocean for some help to get to Maui. And what she realizes, the ocean dumped her on the island where he's at. And that's where we get the sand in the hair. But if you've ever been to the beach, you get sand, like, especially when you're a kid, like sand is on you everywhere. And I just feel like they depicted that so well that you know exactly what that feels like. You know exactly what that looks like. It's such a cool moment in the animation. I I think the quality of the hair too, in reaction to the environment is really good. Like you can feel like, you know, when you go swimming and then you come out and your hair dries up, it's not the same. You know, it's exactly. not like yeah. smooth and or anything. Especially if it's wavy and curly like hers is. Yep. Yeah. Like it, it's mm-hmm. very different. I used different. to have special shampoo for coming out of it. Now, I think it was, it was chlorine. Probably, yeah, because my hair used to turn green in chlorine because yeah. it used to be really blonde as a kid. I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I remember this. Yeah. My hair didn't I turn green. Spe- oh, yeah. mine was special shampoo because the chlorine. I thought you meant would- you remember Tara's green hair as a kid. I was like, wow. Like, we used well, to make have- all make fun of it. Okay. We used to call you. Tara green hair. Okay, it wasn't like Kelly green or Irish green. Yeah. It was like a green tint, but my hair would get so mm-hmm. blonde in the summer because I'd be outside all the time. And it was like a thing. Like they make a shampoo that you can like rinse your hair out. Mine was just stiff and gross. And I remember like I hated the way my hair felt after like swimming all day. And that was. Yeah. I don't like the beach and the ocean as much as you guys. And I'm sure are swimming. And some of it is like the maintenance and stuff you have to do around it. What's that funny is just, the like, amount a, of sand you bring in with you. Yeah. I don't know you where it's you didn't, sto- it you weren't stored. raised. It's because you weren't raised by the beach. So I feel like there are just certain <laughs> Were you things. raised by the beach? Yes, yes, I was raised by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, you lived and lived but grew up by the beach. But yeah. I kind of like raised by the beach. But yeah, like you just, you know how to like towel off your feet and like whatever before you get yep. in the car. But like we, we did a South Padre trip. Um, and we stayed right on on the Gulf, and like they had private access where the Airbnb right the we rented. Great. So you just oh, walked out there every now, day. It the was only wonderful. reason it was cheap is because we were on the other side of the hotel, so you didn't have beach like view. Oh yeah, it was like off season. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was like off season or whatever too. It was like right before like the season started. But anyway, it was it was a really great trip. But we would come back. And I would like it was tile floors and I would step everywhere and I was like, where is all this sand coming from? And we realized it was Ryan would just like trek all this sand in with him. And it, but it just became comical. Not trek it in like it was on my, but it was like I would take off my swim trunks and it'd be like, Sand dumped uh, right out. Uh, Two thirds of a cup of sand. <laughs> but like, would just how did you know? Out. Like when you're in the water, like you like move know. your bathing suit. Like yeah, I mean, you shake it out. Yeah, you like, shake it out. Water. Water. Know, guys, <laughs> let, let up, let up. Yeah. Give me some. Give me a break. Come but that's on. what I'm saying. I'm saying Lay if you do, if you weren't raised by the beach, I'm just saying you don't. Those are just things that I feel like you don't think to do or you don't know to do. And I never realized that until I met you, and then. You to so beach. you met a beach dum dum, <laughs> and then you knew how beach smart you were. Yeah, exactly. Instead yeah, of street you just compliment smart, each other, then right? That's, that's how true. It works, right? Instead yeah. of street smart and beach smart. What am I smart at that you're <laughs> dumb at? Let's. Uh, 
like environmentally. Wrong. Environmentally, uh, Texas. Uh, There's uh, so many things out here that are creatures. Texas, Texas cold. Texas. I'm good at because you always bundle up. I'm like, you're gonna want layers. And yeah, you're like, because it's, no, I'm just gonna wear this one big jacket. I'm like, it's gonna get slowly warmer. Well, and also in the oh. car because yeah. the sun is out. So even if it's cold, it's so hot in the there car you that you have to take off oh. like three layers. Yeah, that is okay. I had so, no idea. So yeah, environmentally, yeah. Oh I yeah, agree you, with get, that. you get in a long car ride and you get outside. It's cold if you're doing it in winter. And then I'm like, you're gonna want yeah, like. A lot because yeah, the, or the, like you bring your jacket, but you don't like wear your jacket in the mm-hmm. car. Like you bring it with you, so you have it or whatever. But because I was raised by the car, there you go. No, raised, raised <laughs> by, by the, the sun, by the road trip, raised by the sun. Yeah. Uh, so this is where she meets Maui, and he is so full of himself, and it is fantastic. And he signs her paddle or her oar uh, with "Hey Hey," and this is where we get "You're Welcome," which is another it's, really great song. It's so good because it's a it's it's confidence and it's and it's ego but it's not the rock yeah he doesn't feel like the rock but he Mm -hmm. he, he's very good at it and very charismatic like he is as Mm -hmm. well and we see you know the tapestry on the skin is his tattoos this is the Mm -hmm. first time we see them move and you know him interacting with them and he talks about everything he did to help mortals and it's all reflected in his tattoos and he wants to take her boat he's been on the island for a thousand years and he's ready to go get his hook well i love i love Disney songs that they they're so crazy and they're obviously not real but they are real because at the end it's distracted her so he takes her boat and leaves and traps her like yeah, in a the, cave the, the the fiction of is that the song that is currently happening is so distracting yeah that something could happen you know and I mm-hmm. like that kind yeah. of bend of the musical of the musical the, the the idea of the musical yeah you got a really good chuckle from the lyric I can do everything but float and that's yeah, why he he's needed like, that's a boat. why I need a boat. Yeah. I could do everything but float. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I got to laugh and at that. So the tattoo is like trying to encourage him. Little Maui is trying to encourage him the, to go back to the her. The tattoo, not to spoil the end of the movie, but the tattoo is chewy and <laughs> Maui is Han Solo because at the end it convinces Han to come back and save her. Yeah. I'm just saying, mm. do the Millennium Falcon thing with <laughs> Take Off. Uh, when Moana's uh, trapped in that cave, I also love the Maui statue that's being yes. built in there. Yes. <laughs> well, I, yeah. It's like that's the, how like, he spent his time well, on the also island. How she realizes it's, <laughs> For it's a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, it's his island as he has done hash marks in the shape of in the, the shape hook. of the hook because he's done so many hash marks. He's like, I don't know. Let's do it. Like, it's just him being bored. <laughs> yeah. So when she gets out of the cave, she does that by pushing on the statue and kind of jumping and getting out and she dives to go get him and you can tell he's an expert wayfinder and so he really gets far out in the ocean and this is where the ocean first starts he sees that the ocean is first why starting to help her boat? why doesn't the Ooh, ocean just carry point. her there because she has to find because it's, it's a, a boring movie if it doesn't yeah. yeah well on her journey as her people she has to like teach she has to learn yeah mm-hmm. uh but the ocean keeps bringing her back it's a very funny bit of him pushing her off and her getting back on each time and uh, the, I would be much more into tries, the water if it got me out of the water like that. <laughs> if the, if, <laughs> I mean, sometimes the force of the waves pushes you out if you're like on your yeah, way. Yeah, I like that part. Like, yeah. I, like in like getting Go back onto breakers, a boat, yeah. or like in a swimming pool. If it was just like take me out, pool, like that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but then at one point he tries to leave, so he jumps off, and the ocean brings him back. So he's, mm-hmm. the ocean's like, "No, you're both staying together," and she realizes he's afraid to go back to Tefiti and take Ka and everything because he feels it's a curse. Like once he took the heart of the ocean, 
he wasn't able to do anything, you know, and just feels like he's been cursed and he was trapped on that island. And then an arrow hits their boat. Yes. And this is where the Kakamoras <laughs> come in, the murderous pirates, and they're hilarious. Are they, so- are they living coconuts? Do, are they little creatures that live inside coconuts? <laughs> it's a great question. I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's like Jawas <laughs> and Star Wars, like... What is under They're the all, robe? What's under the hood? And it's yeah. like, well, that's not the point. Like, it's it's like, like what would happen if they put down the hood? Like, these, I, I love them. Yeah. And you, when you saw it, you went, you're going to love Yes, the when Kakamoras. I saw it without you, I was like, oh, these are going to be Ryan's favorite characters. But this is when Maui realizes she was never taught to sail. Mm-hmm. He, he, tell, he gives her some lingo of what she needs to do. And she's like, I'm kind of self-taught. I don't really, <laughs> this yeah. isn't really my thing. Uh, and so then the Kakamura, they have one giant boat and then it turns into to multiple like ships they have like this whole fleet and it's a great visual scene of yeah how they move things and how they like play like when there's a well, bunch no. of them on strings and they hit the drums in a way that does a rhythm and then they have like a weird squeezy thing that does, yeah like, like the- just the the development of of them like they did so much like world building for the kakamoras right like that's a whole thing the kakamora like level of the moana video game getting through i want this video game now the more you talk about an open world moana video game i'm so into it i think yeah like i think of like zelda wind waker I th- except like moana yeah <laughs> you haven't played wind waker's the one no, that I've looks seen, like a cartoon yeah, yeah. you um, would enjoy it it's fun they uh there's such a big world building here that like like i want to know more about the realm of monsters i want to know these other islands yeah. like i yeah. think there's there's clearly well, a second announced... movie in there are they i th- did they announce moana i know they're too? doing Zootopia they too uh, maybe i'm making that oh. up and i'm just hoping i've got for information moana. about the epcot Okay, I'll look doing. and see if they did announce. I can talk about that real quick. It's going to be a walk around exhibit where you follow the path of water, much like and the importance of water. Let's like Moana in the movie Moana. It's I love it because it sounds boring, so it's perfect at Epcot. It's mm. you literally it's for all ages. You're just walking around looking at water, and that is just the perfect thing for Epcot for me. I just yeah. want to be slightly and uh, like, oh, that's interesting. That's the level of enthusiasm I love from Epcot rides. But have you seen the Te Fiti like topiary they have there? No. It looks like Te Fiti. It's like, really it looks like cool. She just, really? Yeah, yeah. Like literally, I was skipping through a, a, a YouTube video of it because I was like, does this do anything? And I accidentally skipped to a scene in the movie where Te Fiti is moving, and I went, mm. oh my god, it moves! Like thought it was the wow. actual topiary. Because I'll put up pictures and stuff from it. It looks, it's already there. They haven't quite got the exhibit oh. out, but um, let me. Like stationary. Do you want to? I'll find yeah. a picture. You so keep going. So I just looked up, is there a Moana 2? I'm on totallythebomb.com. <laughs> Wait, was so the legitimate. first one? It's legitimate. It's the first one that came up, but I saw multiple things that was like Moana 2. Uh, it, I think, has been announced uh, we didn't mention this, but it made over $650 million worldwide, the first one. Mm-hmm. So everybody has been eager about this. Apparently, the details are in the works, but the new sequel is very scarce. Like, the details for it are scarce. Some are saying that there might be a new princess of Latin culture to be oh. revealed, which would be really interesting. Uh, but it sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda will be involved, as well as The Rock. And can you say um, Moana's? Ali. Yes, she Ow, will. Like Ow. you got hurt. Lee like Bruce Lee and then another E. 
Ali'i. Ali'i. Ali'i will be returning. It says are rumored to be returning. So it looks like there's some details, but there's not a lot of details. So I am excited that it looks like something is moving forward with it. Stroll along a self-guided outdoor trail where you can play and interact with water as it travels from the sky to the oceans and back again. Along the way, learn about the importance of water and discover its playful personality, just as Moana did in her heroic voyage. That sounds like a nice stroll and that is my Epcot. Yes, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at the stat, the statue they built right now of her and it's wow, beautiful, it right? Like, like topiary, like that's yeah. actually yeah. all, like not like, yeah, that's all. It's we were gorgeous. talking about, and we're jumping ahead, but when they touch her, I go, oh man, I bet she's so soft. They did such a good with yeah. the texture. With texture, yeah, they did her. such a great job. But uh, this is when we, we see Hey Hey eats, well, Hey earlier eats a rock. And someone in the village wants to like cook the chicken and then he spits it back out. He does the same thing with the heart of the ocean here. And she, he eats it and then he spits it back out. And that's what the cockamores are after. They want. The idea is this thing is the, the, the rumor is it helps it, you get the power of creation. So as soon as Maui took it, everything wanted it. All the like, that's why the monsters came back to the seas and it made it harder for people to travel. That's why there's, you know, it created Teka. that's why the uh like and it, that caused the ash and things to die so these yeah. guys everybody who's a bad guy on the sea wants this stone yeah and so he's trying to find a way to leave and she's trying to find a way to get hey hey back because when hey hey swallows it they take hey hey mm-hmm. so she winds up boarding the boat to get hey hey back and trying to defeat them and it's kind of this whole action scene and <laughs> that's again that's the it's hey coconuts where i was like is this from when the old scene where she was oh, batting yeah. around but it's so detailed. It's a great like little action scene. And then we never see them again because they make their way away from I them. See but them it's every really time great. I close my eyes because they're wonderful. <laughs> they are great. They definitely had a Mad Max vibe, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> much oh, so. Oh, yeah. Like Fury the Road. Doof Warrior guy. Mm-hmm. The weird yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 They stuff. totally <laughs> did. Uh, so this is when he tells her about Teka and she tries to tell him, well, you're no longer a hero. This is how she's going to try to get him to come along is to kind of boost his ego and also tell him like, hey, you used to think you were great. No one really cares about you anymore. You need to like be the hero mm-hmm. again and get your status he back. He was Rocky Maiva and he was a he had to come <laughs> back as a heel. This is a little exactly. bit of absolute. He was a heel and he had to come back as a hero. Yeah. So the plan <laughs> is... His wrestling story. There you go. Origin story. Plan is to get the hook, defeat Teka, and then restore the heart. And so they have to go to the realm Tamatoa, of monsters. Yeah, his yeah. lair in the realm of monsters. And this is where she wants to teach him how to teach him to teach her how to sail. And he won't do it. And oh, then God. the ocean puts a dart, one of the darts from the Kakamoa or Kakamoras? Kakamora. Kakamoras. And then he's he's like incapacitated. He basically faints. And then we get a pee in the ocean joke, which I was kind of like. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Talking about if the current is warm, uh, you know, you're you're on your way. Uh, but he's teaching her to wayfind. And then she has this dream and she dreams that her whole island is turned to ash. And it's really kind of this horrifying dream of like what might be happening back home. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and they're at the realm of monsters and she follows him up to the top of the cliff. He wants her to stay put. But they climb all the way up. 
And you said your favorite line from the movie movie is when uh, she's like the ocean picked me, and he says the ocean is straight up kooky dukes. Kooky dukes, that's what it was. <laughs> Mariam was like, I think that's the best line of the movie. I've never <laughs> kooky dukes sounds like something The Rock would say, but like, yeah, I don't it's know. really. Yeah, good. I wonder if it was ad libbed. Yeah, like... I, yeah, I'd be curious to know that. Maybe, but, but he does a, ha- a haka. And to open the to entrance. open the entrance and then falls and I love he's falling and then about halfway through him and goes I'm still falling like it's supposed to be like talk about how deep it is yeah and also he's trying to deter her from following him yes. so he's trying to like scare her and so she jumps in after him and then this whole next section I love the design of this whole thing of monsters and the different monsters we see that she interacts with and all the day glow. Is very cool. Mm. It happens in the beginning and then towards the end of the song. But then also they go, they have to dive into water to then be out of water, right? Mm. And then when you look up and around, they're surrounded by the water, which is really cool. Well, they're like at the bottom of the ocean, but they're just walking around. It's coral and everything. Yeah. And so she sees his hook and she's like, why don't we just go over there and get it? And he's like, well, that's not how this is going to work. And then he realizes he can use her as bait. And I love when he puts all these sparkly <laughs> seashells on her. And she's just hitting a drum. And she's just like, come on out. And he's like, well, he loves to talk about himself. And she's like, oh, you two must get along great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good back and forth. Uh, but then she realizes all this treasure is actually on his actual shell. She's actually on Tamatoa. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we're introduced to him with the song Shiny. And so during the song, Maui is trying to change himself and he's having trouble. Oh, no. I guess that's after the song. Maybe I didn't write about the song. No, he does it on the song. He does it on the song. On, yeah. Uh, he's because it's like he does a verse of the song and then Maui tries to change. Right. And then he does a second verse about how much Maui sucks. Yes. And so my grandma told me I ate my grandma. Like it's so he's so weird. He's yeah. such a weird character. Sorry. And so uh, Tamatoa at this point is defeating Maui. And then this is where she sees some green algae that glows, which is a thing Mm -hmm. that happens. And so she puts that on a barnacle and uses that as bait and distracts Tamatoa. And then that's kind of how they get away. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he's also flipped on his shell and he can't move, which is why he comes back in the the end credits credits. And he's like, if I was Sebastian, you would. You would help me, you jerks. Like, he's yeah. like, if I had a Jamaican accent, that's my really terrible New Zealand Eminem. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what you always do. Uh, but then we get this scene where Maui's the shark head trying to be sincere <laughs> and say thank you. But it's just hilarious because of what he looks like. And he does feel cursed because he can't change, shapeshift the way he has. And he's basically given up. And this is where she learns that the tattoos show up when he earns them. And she wants to know about the one on his back. And Tamatoa refers to it in the song. And that's what kind of clues her in. He puts his hair up so you can see it, too. Yeah. yeah. And so it kind of clues her into there's there's more to the story of Maui than, than what she's learned. And so we find out he wasn't born a demigod. He had human parents, but they didn't want him. And they threw him into the sea, which is, like, so sad. Very Spartan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Carl was watching it with me yesterday and he mentioned, he was like, you know, I, I heard that the story was actually different. He, the parents thought he was dead. And then oh, they threw him and the that's seat. why they threw, cause yeah, but a he, Disney movie, right? Like, I don't yeah, think that's a, yeah. <laughs> like so a they just, they don't want to talk about like, potentially, I guess, stillbirth, stillbirth or, whatever, or just, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, well, that's good to know. I mean, that to me makes more sense than just like, 
goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, who knows? It's it's old mythology. Like you read some of those little Greek myths and there's some weird like it's like who knows? Like yeah. why you know. But um that's when the gods found him and gave him the hook. And he was like, you know, I gave humans everything. You know, I pulled up islands for you and I, I did all of these things for you, for mortals. And that's why I took the heart of the ocean. And she realizes all he wants is to be loved by mortals and by humans. And this is why he's doing all of these things. And so she's talking about how, well, now her island is dying. Like it's traveling. It's not just where Tefiti was. And she's like, you know, the ocean saw you as worthy as being saved. That's what got you to the gods. Like the ocean got you to the gods. And, you know, you're Maui, like you're who made you, not the gods. So she's trying to instill this confidence in him. And this is when he's practicing as trying to shapeshift into different animals. And this is when he starts really teaching her to wayfind and teaching her how to sail. And this is also where we get that they talk about how the water connects all the islands, how everything is connected mm-hmm. because the ocean is what connects everyone. And you were saying something similar about um, people like feeling sick if they're not by the water. Like it's a deeper, yeah. it's a deeper their, calling than just like their culture wa- doesn't look at water as like a barrier between worlds. It's like just another part of it that it yeah. takes you to the next part. Like it's, it's not, you know, you're not on, a, you're on an Island, but it's like, you're part of the a, a deep. It, it, it's part of the thing that brought them to this story. That brought Ron and John to this story was their reverence for the ocean and their their different feelings on the water. Again, it's just well, like, oh, I, you just jump in a boat and you just go. And I think their deep respect for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's because yeah. of how important it is and how everything's interconnected. I think there, there's so much there too. There's a lot of people who still use those boats for whatever reason and there's a big thing of like we don't use gps we don't we use all the same techniques that our ancestors used to to navigate with these things that's so cool that's really cool it makes a lot of sense though because like with most volcanic islands are also like they grow different stuff like it's not as like sometimes it it may not be as fertile so you look to the ocean to provide Mm -hmm. everything you need yeah you know, like it, it makes, yeah, it makes like a ton the, of sense. The ocean is giving you oh, gifts, yeah. essentially, like giving you resources, giving you, like you're saying, like giving you what you need to continue to survive. So you want to treat it well, back, that back and forth. Yeah. Just remember how they get across the ocean the next time you're like, where is this GPS taking me? Oh, yeah. Why is it? Remember the yeah, day the wrong you just, turn. Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. Just saying. Uh, so they arrive at Tefiti and we see Teka, the lava monster. And he is they they're trying to find a better way to get to Teka. And she sees kind of this opening through the barrier islands. And she also sees that when Teka hits the water, since it's lava, it it damages Teka. So she's like, you know, Teka can't leave. So if we can get around it, we can get to a different way. And he doesn't believe that that's the way they should go. And he makes contact with Teka and it damages his hook. And so it pushes them way back out to sea and he won't go back. He refuses to go back and he feels like he's nothing without his hook and he won't do it. And he tells her the ocean chose wrong, I think for him and for her, but mostly Mm -hmm. talking about her and he leaves her. And so now she's alone and 
she's sad, of course, and just very down on herself and wondering why her and also telling the ocean you need to choose someone else. And she gives the heart back. And this is where grandma comes as the stingray of light to come to her. And what I looked up earlier when you were like, what are you looking up? I had to look up a list of sea animals because I just drew a blank and I was like, what sea animals exist in the let's, world? So I needed two, an option. I just thought of a second one for me. Okay. But let's go. So we could go round robin. Everyone okay. say one and then everyone your, say the second do, one. Do the first one and then we'll do, do your runner up. So what's your runner up? Oh, see. Cheese Louise, Tara. Like, okay. Okay. Just okay. Pick my runner up, my runner up oh my God. is an octopus. Ooh, why? Um, that's a good one. I just like the movement of octopus. Octopi. And they're very smart. Yeah, they're and they're super very fluid. They may, they, I don't, that's why I'm saying my other one, it's it's hard to decide between the two, but I octopus is one. Okay, so. The, one of the purpley octopuses. I want to be like a very colorful one. <laughs> I had one and then I thought of this one as a runner up. I think I'd love to be a manatee. They're just like. Okay. Oh, burr, 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 yeah. Oh, those are great. That's good. Just big floaty. Just kind of. Mm-hmm. What about, what about you, Leanne? Uh, my runner-up is the Pacific sunfish because it's so, so huge and derpy looking. Yeah. Like they've always been my favorite fish. Period. That's uh, fun. That it's just they're just fun to look at. I like that. I'm looking the at vacant the vacant stare. Sun. You know, the large size. Not Pacific. <laughs> not Pac Sun. I don't want to learn about Pac Sun. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. These are uh-huh. weird. They look like um, Super look- Mario bullets. You know? Yes, yeah, they do. Like, yeah. These are like a potato with fins on the mm-hmm. top and bottom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that potato. That's great. Yeah. Okay. What, what's your What's your number one? Tara? A blue whale. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Because also they're so like they 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 sing like they like talk to one. I don't gentle. know. There's something. They yeah, sing, they're gentle. Gentle giant. Yeah. I'd be a sea turtle. Ooh, oh, that's a good that's one. Nice. That's a good one. Good Both one. of mine are like in danger from boating, but in this perfect world, yeah. I have nothing. What 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 is your What is your number one? Uh, sea otter. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. one, too. We learned some unfortunate things about sea otters in the Zootopia episode, but that's still pretty good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but sea otter's good. I like that. Her grandmother tells her, you know, she's not alone. She's there with her. And they talk and she gives her permission to go home, which I really like. I like yeah. that she tells her, you know, it's okay. Like, I put too much on your shoulders. I shouldn't have, yeah. like given you basically the weight of their world like yeah you, know, you don't see that in movies much right no, like where no. there's that acknowledgement like that they're like you know i might have put too much on you, you yeah know? and, and I, th- I think it's also really great because it's an adult telling that to a child and i feel like yes. in real life too you, you know don't get that. <laughs> you don't always get that and it I, and i'm not saying it, it's obvious you know i'm not a parent uh, you are you could probably speak more mm-hmm. to it but i'm sure it's not an easy thing to even recognize in the moment Right. Oh, that you're, you're putting that weight. You don't even realize that you're putting that weight. But then the fact to be aware enough to say, hey, I messed up, I, I think yeah. is an, an important lesson for everyone to learn. But we talked about that in Zootopia. There's like a, a scene between um, Judy Hopps and uh, and now I can't remember the fox's name, but who Jason Bateman is. But right. and she, you know, apologize them apologizing and like teaching kids how to apologize and teaching kids how to like say it's okay that this happened and we can talk about it. I feel like this is another yeah. one of those moments. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, but, you know, she tells her all of that and Moana goes to the edge of the boat to turn around but hesitates 
And so she asks mm-hmm. her why. And then we get into the song, I Am Moana. And oh, it's such <sighs> a powerful best. song. The it's so good. Song. I get emotional at this song too. Uh, and she swims down to get the heart. She goes back to get it from the ocean. And when she comes back up, her grandmother is gone. But I love, you know, she's able, because her grandmother shows up as the stingray, but then she's in her her physical, like her body as she knew her grandmother form and they get to hug and she gets to like really yeah. interact with her. It's really special. I, I love the realization in, in the lyrics where she goes, the call wasn't out there at all. It was inside me. Yeah. And then and then she says it's like the tide rising and falling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so good. Like that yeah. is just like it's one of those things where like you think the hero call. Right. And then you're like, no, actually, it was it it was in me all along, kind of like, uh, you know, and, and then I like the fact that um, she realizes it's in her blood, too. Right. Like yes. her, her people, like her community, mm-hmm. her ancestors, they were all wayfinders and they all had like, you know, it was all within. Yeah. So, and that's what the calling yeah. really was. I was saying that to Ryan. I don't and I was like, I never really put this together before. But like, that's why her father was called out to the sea. You know, that's yes. why every you know, it's her people, you know, even that thousand of years when they weren't out there, they were still being called. They were just ignoring the call. And mm-hmm, she like accepted mm-hmm. the call. Um, but yeah, there's something so powerful about that. And this song, I think, really does that. But when you were saying it was in her all along, I think of Ryan always does this quote when we come across this theme. You didn't need the feather, Dumbo. You were you were <laughs> fine all along, you know, and That's it, right. it, it's a similar yeah. thing. Like it was in her this whole time to do this. And so then we see her sewing the sail you know she's making all the repairs she needs to make to the boat and she's going to go it alone she realizes i can do this on my own i know what i need to do the line from the song where grandma says like scars heal oh yeah that's a really good line talking about the hole in the sail specifically yeah she walks by the the sail as she says it yeah so she realizes that she needs to get past these barrier islands and she, she now she has a plan and she she knows how she's going to do it. And uh, this is when the water starts to get rough and the heart of starts to fall into the water and hey, hey, saves it. And you think he's going to swallow it again, but he learns and he doesn't swallow it. So he does learn because he hands he it to it. So hey, um, hey has an listeners, arc. Listeners, if hey, you hey, turn up your volume, you can hear my eyes rolling. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Hey, hey, has an arc. But uh, she gets knocked <laughs> off the boat and Maui shows back up. Mm-hmm. So Han Solo. Yes, he shows back up to help her and the ocean helps them. And, you know, they're all working together now. And now he attacks Teka and his hook gets demolished. There's more that happens. But again, it's such an action packed scene. You it's really need to watch changing it. changing and using all his yeah. animal forms. I love the he goes i'll save you and immediately changes into a tiny bug and i'm like what is this gonna do he flies up to her and then changes into the giant whale like he did to splash her Mm -hmm. earlier and then splashes take and she like you know it it hurts her hurts her because she can't get wet and so this is like a gremlin like a mogwai yeah and this is where (laughs) if you've never seen the movie there is a little bit of a twist what uh, or saying? a surprise because she goes over to where Tafiti should be. She realizes Tafiti's gone, and then she realizes she's t- realized by the r- real subtle clue that Tafiti isn't there, which is a Tafiti-sized hole shaped yes, hole in the ocean. In the ocean. <laughs> uh, realizes that Teka is Tafiti. They are one literally, and the same. Literally, visually <laughs> expressing. <laughs> it to really you. is. Yes. It's a very specific silhouette. Yeah. yeah. In the water. <laughs> and so she shows Teka the heart, and she just holds it up, and she asks the ocean, 
part the way so Teka can come to me. And so Teka very aggressively comes to her at first. And then the song Know Who You Are comes in. And this is so beautiful, too. I love that, like, mm-hmm. their Interior, heads, yeah, their, their foreheads touch. It's like a very powerful moment of, like, just being touched. And Teka has been so upset because she's been without her heart. And it's, like, this way to, like, give this back to her. And she recognizes how important it is. And then everything goes green. Oh. Like, I want to I want to point out too yeah. as she's walking towards Teka and Teka's like furiously crawling towards her and everything. It's crazy the different speeds they had to animate at. So there was like slow mo with the hair and the water and the effects around Moana as she's slow walking, but yeah. her mouth is still moving to the speed of normal timing mm. because she has to sing the song. Yeah, she doesn't like otherwise the song would be in slow mo and it would sound super warbly and weird. <laughs> So that's like, like a lot of work. you turned on that Lizzo yeah. album the other day oh and didn't gosh. realize what speed you had it <laughs> I on. was on and low I'm sitting there and listening I was to cooking. it like, who is this? You're like, Lizzo. I'm like, is this like a, like, it was like, I'm like, this is a really weird song on this album. I went over and like hit the album. Like you had it on the slow speed. I was like, I was cooking. I was half paying attention. Uh, But yeah, no, I would have never put that together. So thank you for pointing that out. Like that's something I wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah, like animating at different frame rates. I can't even like for the face versus the body and then everything surrounding her. Yeah. like. Wow. It's always yeah, the it's stuff that the layman like have no not that we don't have an appreciation of, but like I'm like, oh, that scene was easy. They just filmed it and then they slowed it down. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more there. Uh but she's upset with with Maui. He, he when she is back to being green and, and we get this beautiful kind of, almost like this montage of everything yeah. turning back, all this life coming back. And I love the look she gives him when he's trying well, to, because at first he doesn't. It's very comedic because she's out of frame and he's like really apologizing. It cuts back to her and she's just got to look like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, but she does fix his hook and he greatly appreciates it. And this is where we t- we're talking about the texture on mm-hmm. her, how like they achieved that so well. But again, when you see the water, when you see the hair, like of course the texture on her is going to be amazing. That's- like they just nailed it. That's the thing yeah. about the Epcot topiaries i hope there's a tiny little part that i can just touch yeah i know it would be cool it's like you look at it and you just imagine what it feels like between your toes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. i don't know why it's Uh like yeah i totally get that uh and what's really cool here in this next part is uh moana becomes a tattoo because he's taught mm. her to wayfind and he's so now she is a part of his tapestry you know that he he wears mm-hmm. and so they say goodbye and we start to see life returning to the island as she shows up to the island as well and then they pull out all the boats and instead of a stone I don't think we talked about this but she climbs to the top of a cliff or a mountain and her father shows her you know when it's your time to be chief you will put your stone on this stack I and this is cool symbolism yeah this, you'll make the yeah. island a little taller yeah you'll make the island a little taller and you see it goes back you know years and years and years and so instead of a stone she puts a conch shell so that's like her but then i thought well, who's what what are they going to stack on top but i guess well, i think the point stack. is they're leaving <laughs> they're leaving i guess yeah but, but i i think they'd leave someone there right like yeah i yeah. think it's only like they they have a wayfinding group versus yeah a. versus people who stay but i'm sure you could stack another shell on top of it either way it's great symbolism and i i do really love yeah. that that's what she uses instead of like a flat stone yeah, because like the ocean gave her the conch shell at the beginning when she was yeah, a baby. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so she leads her people on the sea and we get the song We Know the Way, which is the finale. And that's where we get the credits and then the the title 
Moana at the very end. And then we get the post credits of Tamatoa flipped upside down. Ladies so that is it. We've done it. La- ladies specifically, we now have our episode questions. We ask every episode and those are, how is the princess? This one's easy because we have a genuine Disney princess, even though she mm-hmm. claims not to be. And that is Moana. I I think she's great. I want to tell a real quick story about uh, Al Ali. Her her um, casting. She was the last person they they interv- they they auditioned. Oh, and they yeah, loved they her. That. And they sent her. They said they did this thing where they're like, okay, we're gonna do a like a Zoom call. But this is 2016, so it was probably she had to go to like a, a, or a FedEx Kinko's. Probably Skype or something. Well, she felt like she was in a room, so I think she had to go somewhere. Oh, like that's how this used to be. Yeah. And they were in a room, and they were like, feed. And it, was, it was Ron and John, and they're like feeding this line, and she does it, and they're like, "Well, do you think you could do it a little happier? Like, I don't know. Imagine that we're offering you the role of Moana." And she like does it. He's like, oh no, sorry, I said that wrong. We're offering you the role of Moana. <laughs> and she was like, ah. And then it was really funny because she called her mom. And then in the video, you can see her being like, that was kind of mean the way you guys did it. And they're like, yeah, sorry. I don't know why we thought it was a great. Like, yeah. they were kind of like, oh yeah, all right. We should have just done Yeah, but good for her for saying like, was, that was like, a weird way to tell me it, I got the job. It was her first, like, she's like, you know, I did stuff in the plays at school and in choir. She's like, this was my first job like yeah you know but she's just she you know, seems very moana moana-esque in all the like interviews mm. they did a great job also capturing her her likeness in the animation too like i've noticed a lot of the mouth shapes whenever she talks like when i saw some footage of ali ali right Al- is that right ali Al, like um, you hurt yourself Al- Lee, like bruce lee and another Lee. E. E. Yeah, Ali. I'm so sorry uh, you, if you're listening to this, yeah. uh, Ali, and you're like these. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> this is awful. Um, but yeah, great. like I thought it was so cool how um, they really captured like similar mouth shapes too. So even like the way she talks, like her, she kind of pushes everything over to the side a bit. Yeah, like you could see the lips kind of slide and be asymmetrical to match like the actress. So pretty neat. So this is her. I think she looks like a Disney princess. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and, she and does. a lot of her stuff she wears. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of shaka. things I saw her when Aww. she was doing this, she was wearing like flowers in her hair. Mm-hmm. But, but especially think- at that age, she definitely just looks like this kind of like plucky, girlish, like just, but like she's got like big cheeks, like in kind of like, mm-hmm. like she looks like an animated character to me. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we've gushed on her this whole time, but yes. I think she is one of my favorite princesses. I think she's in my top. Yeah. I love her so much. I agree. She's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the prince? So I guess Maui's the prince, even though one of the things I really liked about this is it was a, a non-romantic coupling of yes. opposite yeah. gender people. Yeah. Which, I, which know, we I, had in Zootopia as well. So it's yes. kind of fun oh, to have yeah, that back true. to back too. I uh, still think they should get together. That That <laughs> is my, I, I had no, it, like Maui and, you know, besides the thousand year age difference, um, there I had nothing like I didn't want. They had no romance. But you to want me. Zootopia? To I get want together. Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps to get That's together. His name. And when they I have, mentioned Nick. him earlier okay. and couldn't remember when his they name. have children, just some of them are foxes and some of them are rabbits, and we don't discuss why. 
<laughs> we're just just do it yeah um yeah but um yeah i thought he was he was great again as a big wrestling guy i think it was he we got it we got an eyebrow in there when he first was there yeah was we got a good. people's eyebrow we also just <laughs> in general the spirit and the again the charisma like everything as to why i love dwayne johnson and love the rock like mm-hmm. he put into this and like you said he wasn't the Rock. He wasn't a character we've seen. He created a new character with this voice, but all of the qualities that make him him yeah. were reflected in Maui, which I really liked a lot. Mm. Well, I, I agree with everything like yeah. you guys were saying. Like, I think that he, um, I, I love the fact that there was like no romance. Like, Agreed. it just, mm-hmm. it just really adds to how, like, you know, how the story was really about Moana finding herself and not necessarily finding someone, someone else to lean on, which is usually yeah. like kind of, kind of rough with like some of the like other princesses, you know, like mm-hmm. there was, yeah. I so like- I, I, I like that she, she really did it all herself with support from everyone else, kind of thing. Like you know yeah. she. She learned she had she made her own realizations. She, um, you know, and then she was just supported and like, you know, like Maui was more of a mentor, like of like how to wayfind and how to do all these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked I liked the when they first approached Teka, like it was like, OK, Maui, you're in charge here. And I was the one who's supposed to get you here. And then the second time it, it's like he doesn't have a problem, like very naturally. He's like, OK, you go do the thing. I'm going to run, you know, interfere like. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, and it's probably because you brought up Fury Road, but like the scene in Fury Road where like she has to, he, she, she's like, let me take the shot, and then he gives her the gun, and then he like lets her like aim on his shoulder, and like yeah. the movie's called Mad Max, but it's clear that he's like, okay, I'm not necessarily the protect, like the hero yeah. here. It's like mm-hmm. I'm it's just kind of like outsider observing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I can help. Like being helpful mm-hmm. is you know just as, as strong but yeah i i thought i i agree same thing and it felt yeah. like especially with the development of this where it was maui's story and then it became moana like makes sense yeah agreed um how are the sidekicks and henchmen and i uh poi which is not his name but i will keep saying pua uh, pua yeah was a nothing character I to me i feel like they i agree <laughs> wanted pua to be more and i feel like if pua like also joined them on on the boat but i feel like you kind of forget pua exists I because feel like, so yeah, much completely. of the so yeah. much of the story she's on the ocean with hey hey well i feel like they hedge their bets of like well hey hey's not cute we need a cute one like that's like, what i was thinking yeah. they needed someone that looked cute, kind of so like maybe. not not to do another pocahontas comparison but there's miko and um flint flint, oh. flint? flint yeah. maybe with flint. a t i think yeah. yeah um and i feel like it's like a similar thing like miko's got a cuter like humor to him and then flint is like a little i feel like it was similar like hey hey is mm-hmm. steals the show like yeah. hey is yeah. so funny and so weird and they've <laughs> yeah. had to have sold a million of those stuffed animals yeah um i felt like there was someone else specifically i want to talk about but i can't remember the henchman and sidekicks the i mean ocean. i like your family the ocean I think yeah. we talked about everything. Yeah. I want to do yeah. If you guys got another one, Grandma was great. Yeah, I loved her. Tala, oh, I think yeah. is her name. She's got. I looked up on. Uh, I found this thing that's character databases. It's like basically when they have like park characters or Disney on Ice characters, and the four they have, they have Moana, and Moana is just you know a princess, and then Tala and Maui both are like fur characters they've got fake faces which is weird to me that's always weird to me when they do but that i will post mm-hmm. a picture of tamatoa 
mm-hmm. because it's like just clearly like a ice skater in a like purple onesie and then like with the fake head on it and then like all the legs coming like <laughs> here maybe i have it up here <laughs> i might have to send this around there okay <laughs> do you see how it's just someone standing there with all the here let me send it to you leanne but you, you, okay. can, you can see right tara it's like yes it's there's just like the body the coming out from his standing chin straight and then like the rest of the crab is just like around him so i wonder how he does he skate with all that yeah there's the skate and i think everything else just drags along oh wow him. that's, that's wild. ridiculous looking <laughs> Uh, this, it's charactercentral.net for people who want to go on. I love it because it will show defunct characters that aren't around anymore. Like any characters that were in the park for like a short amount of time yeah, or I'll whatever. Yeah, check it out yeah. every once in a while. It, it, some of these really make me laugh. Yeah. Um, wow. Favorite. Now, Tara, you need to pick one. I'm not going first. <laughs> favorite musical number. And I, there was a time where I would have said Shiny or You're Welcome, which I both love, but it's got to be... It calls to me. Is that what it's called? What's it called? How far I'll, How far I'll, I'll go. go. It call, like th- I will say yeah. that's one problem with some of these songs is like they don't have a clear like you're welcome. I think got the most play because it's you're welcome. And it's like they keep yeah. repeating that. But I, I like I've already forgotten what it's called. How far? It, How I'll far go. I'll go. Like I like it a lot mm-hmm. despite not knowing the title. And I remember there being this like tiktok meme of this large guy in a kayak like swimming out in the ocean <laughs> and then singing the song and then all of a sudden his kayak he's got a gopro at the end and his whole kayak just goes under yeah <laughs> it's just like as he's singing the, the <laughs> song it's so really funny good. yeah using it ironically yeah, is yeah. So <laughs> all right leanne do you have a favorite um i would definitely say the i am moana one yeah. which is the reprise like the climatic reprise of how far i'll go yes. with the grandma and I am in between those two. How far I'll go and the reprise. The the reprise is so I'm I get so emotional so during powerful. that one that I think yeah. I'm with you, Leanne. I think that's the one I'm gonna choose. But the original, like when we first hear that, is also so good. So yeah. and I mean true. they are like connect it because they're a version of you know of the, the same song, but yeah, it's so good. I also want to take a moment, I think it's important for us to do this and just celebrate the fact that when they said the rock's going to sing a song in, the, in a Disney movie, I was like, Ugh. and he does a good job. Well, not only excellent. does he do a good job, the lyrics are quick. Like oh, there is, yeah. a- he can do that. He can do the, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. he still does that. Like that's his trick. Cause I think I, I will say, I think he's auto tuned a little bit on some of the higher stuff. Like when he's like, what can I say? Like, I think yeah. he's, he's either, they're kind of, I, I'm pretty sure they, they, they did a bunch of takes like I don't think I would put him up at like the Hollywood Bowl and be like, "Go, Dwayne!" Like anytime, so, like <laughs> yeah. do the song. Like I'm sure it's like that. But I, for a wrestler, for yeah. now, granted, The Rock used to come out and do concerts at wrestling where he talked smack about his opponents with a guitar. Did you ever know that? No, but that's pretty. He did little songs every that's once. That's really while. cool. Um, but they were terrible. But uh, he, you know, like the fact that he, you know, could. That I, I'm pretty impressed at this, but I am, like I said, super impressed that when people like when he's showing off, like I think there's a video of him doing it with his daughter mm-hmm. doing the but 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 like that yeah. was Maui, and she's like, he's like, Daddy's Maui, and she's like, Daddy's not Maui. Yes, <laughs> I'll that? have to find that. It's really good. Yes, yeah. And then he like looks at the camera. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, does it hold up? Does anybody have anything in here that they feel is it doesn't hold up? Like. <sighs> 
I know we, we always like. I feel like this is becoming less and less of a thing we talk about because we're in the newer movies. But like the uh, female character agency in this, of course, was really well done. In, in my opinion, let me let me drown out the two women that are co-hosting this by giving my opinion on female character agency. Jeez, yeah, do Ryan. tell us about women. Yeah, yeah. 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 Here's Just the thing. You, actually, it. guys, mm, mm. let me explain to you as a man. Yeah. Anyways, why don't you guys tell me what you think about female character? Uh, I would agree. I think it's very much represented here. I mean, you know. We did the research to know how much they did their research to make it culturally appropriate and mm-hmm. to celebrate these people and their cultures and their traditions. And and so I think that goes a long way and it feels different than and again, I'm going to bring up Pocahontas because that's just like the polar opposite. I feel like when we come to things that were done well and again, there was good intention there. But go listen to that episode. We have a lot to say about it. But it feels different when you watch this because it, it it feels like they did their homework mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Her motivations, too, are very culturally appropriate as well, like how it's about community. It's about, you know, where you grew up and like, you know, your traditions and everything. Yeah. Like I th- like there's a lot of there's like, you know, multi-generational families, you mm-hmm. know, like all her motivations really are authentic to what I would imagine, like, you know, are some of the challenges, you know, like when you want to go out on your own, like you have to think about, like you have that extra, like not baggage per se, but the extra concern, like you're thinking about your people too. And you want to like take care of your family too, you know? Yeah. You want to do right by Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's, I, I, I love that they really touched on that with like her relationship with her grandmother too. It's not just her mom and dad. It's really mm-hmm. like multi-generational, which is rare to see in other cultures where you see the grandparents living with your family, you know, and like yeah. everyone takes care of each other. Um, I love also the whole, like the whole going back to like her realizing, you know, it was all inside her, like, you know, it's the ancestry too, where like we came from a people of travelers of wayfinders, like, it, it wasn't something where you just slapped it on and you just said, okay, well, her I want song is, you know, she just wants this for herself because mm-hmm. she's a dreamer. You know, it, it, it's like very deeply steeped in the culture itself, which is why I think it, it, it works so successfully and authentically. It's, yeah. It's, it's interesting, like, to, to, to yes and that. Um, you know, it's usually like, this is tradition. We've done it this way for oh, thousands of years. And they're like, we should do something new. Like, that's typically the youth approach like in these movies yeah. and this is it's like a trope and this is like <laughs> yeah. no dad i'm gonna reach back even further and i'm gonna go to like <laughs> yeah. you know uh-huh. what i'm saying like uh-huh. i'm gonna skip yeah. this generation like i you know yeah the moment she realizes that they were voyagers it changes everything about what she yeah. thought and what she knows and how she feels and it i feel like in that moment everything makes sense to her mm-hmm. like this yeah. calling that she she can't ignore and you know yeah and i just yeah, I think they did a really, really great work to to have I, that message come through. Yeah, and I remember Tara at the beginning, uh, like mentioning how like Moana is a problem solver, right? Like she's yeah. very observant and she mm-hmm. uh, looks into you know the problems and she tries to find like these really great unique solutions. I think also it adds to her character that she comes up with a different solution than just like trying to cut down Teka at the end. You know, like mm-hmm. uh-huh. like. Maui, like, you know, uses his hook and cuts her hand off, right? And then it grows right black, right back. And then, you know, it's all about kind of more like of a physical attack on her versus like she goes and notices all the 
you know, she reads the room and sees this giant silhouette of a woman missing. And she yeah, goes, oh, yeah. look at that better. It's like, you know, she, I, she looks a little deeper into the situation. Yeah, right? I, well, and, and I think she also picks up on like an emotional, like intuitiveness that I do feel right. like Maui doesn't have because he's looking for that. Like Maui yes. is seeking out to be loved. External but I, validation. Yeah, but I feel like she's got that with her community. She's got that, like she's able to recognize that because she has it. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's also what makes it so powerful. And it is from a woman's standpoint to go back to your original, like, ask the ladies on the podcast. I know it is really <laughs> it is really empowering the moment with her and Tafiti like that, mm-hmm. that whole scene. But again, there's so much there. It's her ancestry. It's it's so much more than just two women. But it is yes. really cool that there is a, a man there, but he's not the one who solves it. Like right. he helps her and it's cool that he comes back, but she's the one she, again, going back to, she had it in her all along. Like yeah. she only needed herself to get like, she, she got herself there um, with, yeah. you know, with the help of Maui's teachings and all of that, but she still had to have the determination and the drive and all of those things to get herself to that point, which I think yeah. is really powerful. Yeah. And to, to add to that, like um, knowing who you are is, that's how you solve things. That's how you become a hero, right? Like knowing what you're about, knowing every, like setting your boundaries and all that. And I feel Mm -hmm. like she, she and uh, Tafiti had that conversation in that last song. Yeah. You know, like knowing who you are, I know who I am and let me show you who you are and can be. Yeah. And who you've been missing this whole time, which is why you're so angry. Like you're so angry because you're, you're missing a piece of yourself. Like figuratively yeah. and literally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I saw it more as a like, and this is, you know, this, the, the sign of good storytelling is the ability to draw different uh, takes from of it. Of course. But yeah. There, yes. There's obviously, and this one's probably a little more on the surface, but the um, ecological thing, you know, idea of it, mm-hmm. of like, we have, you know, they, yeah. they talked about that in the thing I saw where they were like, these people, you know, when the earth, when we're, polluting the earth they see it first because it affects the ocean and like as opposed to people in the midwest who just like don't see that sort of thing and i think that was there too of like her i didn't see it as two women connecting i saw it as like being in touch with you know more in touch with your land and that sort of thing oh, yeah. yeah but there is something else yeah. i wanted to say that is kind of interesting this is getting more into like a <laughs> like a like a, a college course thing but like you because you brought up the the the, the gender of it all mm-hmm you know, there's the whole thing of like Mother Nature and Gaia and all those things, and they're usually represented by a woman because the idea of creating life. And there's a whole big thing about life creation in this. And then Moana is a woman, so that's kind of that connection there. And then you have Maui, who's outside of that, used the destructive power against Teka. And something interesting that you did earlier in the podcast, I didn't say anything about, is you referred to Teka a couple times as he. Oh, I I don't think I realized oh. that. And that's but interesting to me of like that it's thought like the, of destruction. The destruction associated with masculinity. With masculinity. With masculinity. And, yeah. yeah. And listen, I don't have like a full thesis on what I just said, but like I just thought that was interesting, no, yeah. kind of putting uh-huh. them there and not seeming. I don't know. I just noticed that when you said it, and then didn't think about it till now when you were saying, "Well, like, well, like he's destruction and he's over here," and I was like, interesting because you associated. Take call with well, and that that brings well. that brings up the society that I've grown up in that I feel like we're yeah, trying no, no, to no. change as far as no, but I think I'm that's, not being like I gotcha, you know. No, like, no, no. I'm no. Just I think that's fascinating because yeah. I didn't even realize I did it, and I think that speaks to a bigger 
a bigger issue, a bigger discussion I, around right. all of that. I think you did. I'm going to feel really stupid if you didn't and we've got it all on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll record it. Record it. Either but way, I'm sure there twice. are people who do. So even if I don't, I feel like it's, yeah. a, it's an, e- I, I don't want to say it, easy, but I understand why because mm-hmm. of that, like we're saying, like the destruction and like the, the masculinity piece of it. It would make sense, though, if um, like, you know, the storytellers wanted to kind of throw people off as well, because you don't want Mm -hmm. people to immediately look at Tikka and be like, oh, well, that's Tafiti. You know, like, yeah, that's true. That's kind of like the reveal. I wonder if they ever refer to Tikka as he in it that I I obviously didn't pick up on. Also, and this is I'm making an assumption about oceanic cultures that I don't specifically know, but I know like Native American cultures tend to have a little bit more fluidity when it comes to gender, especially in like mythic figures and stuff like that. So. Well, I'm wondering if they for, have a similar issue, not issue, but you know what I mean? The similar yeah, one, not right, but trait. One thing. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I actually kind of wonder about that, too, because in Tagalog, like my parents language, Filipino, right? Like they um, it's usually inferred the gender. There's not really an indication of gender in the in the language. So mm. my parents will tend to mix up he and she all the time, because when you're talking, it's they don't actually say he did this. It's just they did it or they got you know, it. That yeah. person did it. It's not like a he or she. It doesn't matter because you're just talking about the person. It's always inferred. I, yeah. So I, we very talked common. about that. Yeah. It's so funny. We talked about that in our leadership thing at work, specifically that thing of someone who like English is not their first language. So there's certain things they trip up that come off as more like insulting or something because you don't understand mm-hmm. that what that gap is but that's just fascinating to me yeah yeah like it, the language isn't gendered mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of like this assumption like oh we're talking about this person it's not really like yeah. he did this or she. Yeah, yeah the pronouns are missing we, we got to a really cool place with this but now it's yeah. time i'm gonna folks i'm gonna take a second to probably remind leanne about our uh um, villain villain ranking. ranking, and we're gonna rank two villains. I think we're gonna do Tomato so. we'll and Tika. We'll talk about it uh, when we come back. You'll find out. You'll find out. And uh, here's a little reminder for all of you out there: the infallible scientific villains ranking was designed and created by top scientists working together to establish the perfect method of devising a villain's relative knavery, cunning, and vileness. Each evildoer is judged in seven categories on a scale of one to five. The averages of each category are added up, and the resulting villain ranking tells us exactly where each 'er ne'er-do-well belongs. Whether it's at the top with our queen Ursula, or at the bottom with Aconcagua, the grumpy mountain of Saludos Amigos. Here are the seven categories. Number one, frightening. How scary is this villain? Number two, funny. How often did this villain make you laugh? Number three, fierce. How much attitude, sass, and sense of style does this villain have? Number four, effective. How grand was their evil plan and how well did they execute it? Number five, design. How awesome does this villain look? Number six, go away heat. How much did you honestly hate this villain and want them to be off your screen as quickly as possible? And number seven, yes factor. Whenever Tara sees a villain she loves first appear on screen, she says, Yes! How often did you find yourself missing this villain's presence when they weren't on screen? Follow along at home and let us know your own villain scores. And now back to the podcast. We're back. We're, we're all uh, funny enough. We weren't gone that long because Leanne says she remembers how to do this. So but we are going to. You wouldn't do, know the difference. You, yeah, it's <laughs> the same amount of time. We are going to rate two villains. The first one being Tamatoa. Guys, frightening for Tamatoa. 
I think he's got a two. Yeah, like the world he's in, I think, is scarier than that thing that's the that runs at him yeah, and it gets taken away is way more frightening. Yeah. I don't I think agree. he's a one, but I think he's probably a two because he's like big and massive yeah. and Yeah, his eyes are kind of funky, which kinda was a little creepy looking, but not really. Do you guys do you guys agree yeah. with twos? We got two. Yeah, I agree with twos. So, uh funny I think he's a four. I don't think he's the funniest character, but I think he's very funny. I, I like a lot of, I ate my grandma. Like I just, it's also like the way he says those things. And then it, him having a little like comedic stinger at the end. Yeah. I wonder if he did that and then they like made a joke about it and they're like, okay, we got to put that in, but it's going to be, it's got to be like at the very end when they're leaving. Mm-hmm. So four is mine. What do you guys feel? I don't want to lead the witness. I don't think he's a four for me. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'd say like a three. Yeah, I'm more know, leaning. Road. I'm more leaning towards a three. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it, I think it's tough because like Jermaine Clements, like I love him in Fly of the Concords. Yeah, I, was, I think I was expecting more kookiness. Maybe I don't know, um, mm. but but yeah. maybe it's just my expectations didn't mm-hmm. quite match what the story wanted to tell about Donatella. So. Yeah, well, you know, they do a good job, I think, in the more modern stuff of like really moving the plot along. So he had to like kind of yeah. give like one of his whole song um like what verse this whole verse is about maui's motivation Mm, true and maui's Mm -hmm. backstory so i feel like that was taking a little away from but okay four four i got four from me and two threes from you i thought he was funny i could be talked into a three but i'm gonna stick with my four Mm. fierce now I argue that his whole point is being fierce because the whole song is shiny. I don't think he's he's a five. I don't even think he's a four. Yeah. I think I could top out at three, but like I it's definitely not a one. I'm somewhere between the two or three. I think I'm he's a three for me because again, his whole point is he's trying to be fierce. I don't know. What do you yeah, guys think? Yeah, he's aspirationally fierce. Like yeah. but he's not hitting it. So I'd say like a three. What do you think? <laughs> Um, he's a hard one for me. I don't know why I'm having a really hard time. I think three. I like I'm always leaning to rate him even lower than I'm rating him, and I don't know why. Okay. But he's a hard one for me. Um, effective. He's he's a one for me. He doesn't really do anything. <laughs> he's just like. I and then mean, he's stuck on his back. Yeah, yeah, we don't really know. Like, I, his only motivation is to get shiny things, right? Like, Which I guess he kind of does, but I guess more of his motivation is like keeping the hook away. Like, there's, I, I don't know. Effect. I just give him a one because I think he's not. I don't. Maybe think also, it's we're not clearly given like my a villain. Point. Yeah, goal. yeah, I think he's a one because mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a clear motive or motivation or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I'd say one too. Yeah, ones across the board. Design now. I think he's kind of cool. I like when the lights go off and he's got paint. Oh, yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, I, I like uh, the day glow. I like the design of his whole shell and all the different treasure and things on mm-hmm. it. I think I think they were very creative in how they designed him and the scale of how big he is, I think, yeah. is really neat compared to them. So I'm actually going to rate him high on this one. I'm going to give him a four for design. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to give him a four as well because of the, oh. the technical... Yeah, the technical aspects of creating that kind of character. He's getting a three for me. I didn't like his teeth. Um, yeah, you and teeth. Same with Aladdin. Jafar oh, is the old really? man. Go he hates away. Jafar's. Like- he hates Jafar's <laughs> teeth when he's the old man. Uh, go away. Oh. He he didn't really have any go away heat for me. 
No, I mean, I'm trying to think back to the first time I watched it, if I ever really thought they were in peril. Like, like he does like battle Maui and is kind of winning. But that's not really. But it always away. feels he, like they're gonna get away, right? Because it's like yeah. the midpoint in the story. So, but that's yeah. not go it feels away like heat. a yeah. Oh, what's it have to do with go away heat? Go away heat is you, how much you don't want him on screen. I don't know why him. I said that. I'm sorry. That was that's more just, effective, which we've already established. He's got a one effect. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. My brain just dumped yes. that fact yeah. out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I agreed anyway. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, go away, Heat. I think he's the one. Like, I don't yeah. think there's anything. All right. Now for he, he Yes Factor. Really how, yeah. For Yes Factor, how much were, how excited were you? Like, oh, Tomatola is coming up. <laughs> I, I like his song. So I think. A two? Yeah. Like, I wasn't super pumped, but I, I more, again, going back to the design, I really am into that world mm-hmm. that they created, and I'm into, like, the song is fun, but him as a character, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is Tom Matoa. It was more like, yeah, I love this song, so I think he gets a two for me. Same for me. What do you think, Leanne? Yeah, I'd say a two, too, because, okay. like, I, I just feel like he's kind of like a a side, a side uh, he journey is. thing, like I- a pit stop, I guess. To do the thing, <laughs> yes. yeah. He, I mean, I mean, that's kind of yeah. what it is. So, real quick, just to get him on here, he is a sixteen, which isn't very high, but we shall see. He's actually one above Bellwether. Oh, from, from Zootopia. Zootopia Interesting. Last time. Oh, he is tied with Monstro. Oh, Monstro's pretty cool. Very creepy. Yeah. I think, I think I think Monstro lost. He's also tied with Jenner from the Secret of Nim. Oh wow! So mm. he is tied for fifty sixth. <laughs> that is how many we have. So many villains at this point. All right. So up next is Teka. Mm. I am going to go to bat for Teka. I will say that. Okay. But I will say okay. So first off, frightening. Uh, I think she or he or they are much more frightening. Than Tamatoa, I would. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would put it at like a three or a four. I think they're a four for me. That okay. scene when I think I'm going to use they. I'm going to try. Uh, that scene when they're crrawling yes, towards Moana. I was going to talk that. That oh animation. That, that, was yeah, really we were talking good. about that animation when animalistic. we when we brought that up. Very but that like is wild, and also it's a different type of frightening because they're killing everything. Like, it's yeah. also, like, yeah. Moana's existence is in jeopardy. Like, her people's, like, existence. Like, there's probably other islands that people didn't survive because mm-hmm. everything went to ash and ruin, right? And that's, like, a bigger... It's more than just, ah, you're scary. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's, like, a bigger issue there. Like, I could almost go to a five, but I think I'm going to keep it I, at a four. What, what do you? Th- what's your number, Leanne? I'd say four. Okay, four yeah. is across the board. And I mean, I, I also want to say, like, when I was watching it with Ben, he he looked terrified, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, so he normally likes volcanoes. He loves volcanoes. Do you want to give it and the five bump for Ben? I, I, I might want to give it, yeah, the five we're bump because I, I didn't see him so shocked. Because, like, he, he at first thought she was they were cool. But then all of a sudden, when the roaring and the animalistic crawling mm-hmm. happened, 
he was like, I don't want this. Anymore. And it's coming right at the oh. screen. So I'm sure you're yes. like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, funny. I think definitely a five, uh, the comedic, t- no, I'm, I, well, one from me. I don't know what you guys think. There was nothing funny about takeoff. <laughs> no, <laughs> there funny. wasn't anything nope. funny about takeoff. Yeah, one. Now fierce. I'd say five. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Now, fierce. Or, I guess fierce. We're, you're thinking yeah. animalistic. Not like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there's a fiercity to them that is interesting, especially if we talk about cape drama. The smoke, like moving, kind of had like this weird. Well, fierceness. and even the water, like the water the injuring them, yeah. but then they're able to immediately create more lava. I don't know. I mean, I, that goes into design. I but- think that. I, Look, look, design, yeah. they're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I do think Tefiti Te has more drag queen energy than Teka. I will say that. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But I, so I, I think I'm going to give them a two because I and don't then think. flip it or make it higher for Tefiti. Yeah. I mean, Tefiti, we're not going to rank, well, but that's how I would. Rating, yeah. But like, yeah, but comparatively. What do you guys sense. think? Hmm. You can do whatever you want. You can do a five. You can do I was going to. My, one, my two, three, gut four, was five. a three. Okay. I kind of, I kind of almost want to say three, three or four, just because Ooh. like um, Ooh, the animation was so flashy. Ah, I'll go with three. Okay. But like, I, I definitely think that the animation itself was uh, way more flashy than I expected. Kind of more like less grounded and realistic or naturalistic as Moana or Maui. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was a lot more flourish in the way they moved, so it was pretty. I think that added to the creep factor too. Absolutely, but. effective. Now, here's my thing with effective. I, I think they deserve high because it's like for a thousand years, you know, they're slowly poisoning everything. But I don't know that that was necessarily their motivation. Their motivation to me was just like to have a fit until their heart came back. So. I don't know, three or a four? I'm thinking a four. What do you guys think? For effective? For effective. Mm. But this doesn't is a hard effective one. also include all the devastation? Like, how do you not include. Because I don't know well, that that was their motivation if it was just like. I guess that's just a reaper. That's just yes, like an, what happened yeah, because like, of what Maui did. Like, and, and mm-hmm. so if we're taking it into effect how well we understand their motivation, to me, that knocks it down to a four. Hmm. So I'm going to put a four, but you guys can do whatever you want. I just put my number and then I sit back and let you guys deal with it. Go. Mm. <laughs> you know, framed that way, though, I I'd probably say a three then. Yeah, because that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just feels like then uh, it's more about the tantrum, I guess, or the repercussions that come after yeah. what Maui did. Uh-huh. Right? Um, Design. Five. I'm, I'm five for five. me. Okay, yeah. That was yeah. So cool. They look so neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also having like the two sides of the coin, right? Having Tefiti and Teka and like being able to, s- there's connections that you see how they're similar, but then they're so different. And yeah, just everything about it is very cool. Go away heat. Now they don't have any go away heat for me. They're very hot. That, I yeah. know the heat yeah. joke was there. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you took it. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah, they don't really for me either. I'm never like, oh god, here's take hot. Like I'm never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'll fast forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will be honest. Going into this, their yes factor was pretty low. It was higher than one. I would give her give them a two. Um, 
just like this was the time I really appreciated them. And I think next time they'd have better. Yes. Factor. But I'm, I'm just willing to give them a two. I was more excited for the rock. I was more excited for. Yeah. They did a great job with all the protagonists. <laughs> like I'm more excited for Tafiti. It's it's hard yeah. in this way because you don't have Tafiti without Teka and vice versa. So I think I'm going to think of them as two separate entities. Mm. I'd say two. Yeah, I'll go with it too. Two's across the board. So that puts them 19.3. Okay, okay. so higher than... I figured it would have to be higher than uh, Tamatoa. Tamatoa. Oh, oh. Above the Carnotaurs. Above Man. Okay. From Bambi. Man. 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, oh, <laughs> she, they've tied with Hans. Whoa, from Frozen. Oh my gosh, that's so appropriate because oh. there's so many Frozen references and everything that in the really movie. That's really funny. Wow. Tied with uh, Hans and Mrs. Crumb from Klaus. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so there, So there we go. Folks, thank you so much. Uh, oh, well, no, I forgot. We've got the last question, which I think, you know, is pretty obvious by now. Do we get a special clamshell edition of this or do we lock it away in the Disney vault forever? Oh, I thought we owned it. And yes. when I realized we didn't, I'm like, like, we need to own it. to you we didn't own it. Yeah, it's one that yeah. I want to own. I don't think we, we own it yet, but. Need a nice 4K edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. See that it's water okay. in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Leanne, thank you so much as always for doing this. Uh, I we didn't watch the movie to save some time, and I still feel like we took a very long time. But we're here. Oh thank you no, so it's much been for, a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Thank you as always. Uh, oh and, yeah. And as always, we ask our guests to plug something, whether it's a personal project, uh, a piece of media maybe they've been enjoying lately, or just a general sentiment they want to put out there in the world. Leanne, feel free to plug away. Yeah, I think like last time I talked about my webcomic um, about like pregnancy and stuff, but uh, I'm now p- collecting it all into a book. So um, I with, think uh, I have already pre-ordered it, right? Wasn't there oh an offer to goodness. pre-order? Yeah, I pre-ordered it. And then I was like, then forgot about it and then was like, I wonder when this Please is coming out. Please don't pre-order it like four times. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, I because I look back and I was like, oh, yeah, I did pre-order it. I'm very excited for it. But yeah. Not, not I, because like literally if you want to send Leanne four purchases worth of money, I'm okay with that. It's just going to have these I books and be like, well, now what do I do? Yeah, no, I was excited about it. But then I was like, oh, it's been a while. But then I think I realized, oh, you're still like in the process of like putting it together. So yeah, yeah which is so, so exciting. It- yeah, yeah, we're in the last bits of like layout and trying to just get the last like words in and everything like that. And it's supposed to ship in May. So, That's great. Um, yeah, super excited. It's it's called First, and it's going to be published by Read Furiously. Um, you can check out the link in uh, my web comic, uh, Lee Comic L I C O M I C dot com. So, we yeah, we'll share. Definitely it. post something for it uh, when this episode drops and when it comes out. So don't worry, because oh, and cool. when it comes out, you'll you'll probably uh, be on your fourth episode, <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, we'll so. see, we'll see. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you'll see um, a reference to Moana in my comic though, because it shows like I did want like the labor story I had where oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Where so. you were, where you were laboring, you were laboring, uh-huh. b- building, you were chiseling <laughs> a statue. Where I was building a deck. Yeah. You, know, you, a were building, yeah. you were building the crib building for Ben. You were building right. like all of this. In my mind, it's bigger projects than oh, that. It's like yes. literal, like, like multi-people, actual, like the like Sphinx a stone or church something. or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the temple. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I am excited to announce what our mini tale will be. Yeah. I never look at the list because I like to be oh, surprised. You don't know? No, I have no oh. idea. In honor Ryan, of, I will say Ryan puts a lot of hard work into the list and sometimes gets sad when I don't look at it, but I do like to be surprised. So, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, and, and those of you in between, uh, I would like to announce that because of you know uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's uh, participation in this, <gasps> I have we're decided, doing a rock movie. No, it's not that. Okay, we're doing the Rock. No, um, <laughs> we are doing very special. Mini tale, Scooby Doo, and oh, WrestleMania yes, mystery. I remember this. Starring John Cena. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so There's we will a Scooby Doo doing... starring a wrestler. It's basically Scooby Doo wow. goes to WrestleMania, and then there's a big giant bear that is what? trying to a ghost bear that is scaring everyone. And is John's... this recent? I don't think. I no. I well, got it when I was still. Someone literally saw it. Liam. At Bethesda, I don't know if you knew Liam. He think he came after you oh, left. No. He literally saw it at the checkout of like a Harris Teeter, <laughs> and just bought it and put it on my desk. And was like, I, he's like, I thought you should have this. Yeah. And I watched it, and, I, and it's actually really funny. Like it's it's funny because it's like Shaggy and Scooby are are WWE fans. There's a scene where John Cena stops a boulder with his bare hands. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get Carl to look that up because he loves wrestling um, i feel like you and him would just have the longest conversations about this and the i rock, don't think so. i knew carl was was a big wrestling fan well now that oh, now that ryan knows you should invite him to the facebook group i mean he, he, he okay the wrestling one. Oh, the wrestling <laughs> no one. i'm sorry not like the, the no no no, no. <laughs> not the princess diaries one i'm sorry i didn't I, I was thinking please, it please talk wrestling with ryan yes ryan <laughs> like has a, a yeah people, yeah please. so you should invite him to that okay i will yeah okay. Um, thank you again, folks, for listening. We'll see you next time with Scooby-Doo Presents WrestleMania Mystery. All right. Take care, listeners. Acknowledge me. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash trprincessdiaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh